Welcome to the Next Dimension Podcast, your portal to an extended reality. Every week we talk about the hottest topics in XR and let you join the discussion live on MRTV. And now, get ready for another exciting episode coming up. Hi and welcome to Season 2, Episode 10 of the Next Dimension Podcast. Your podcast that's all about a VR and AR. And today with Tatiana from Disco VR. Tatiana, how are you today? Hi, I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Happy to be on the show. Great, great. And also here with me, of course, Gary from Immersed Robot, your quite new YouTube channel. Oh, very new, very new. <laughs> Just uh, not really putting out too much just bits and bobs here and there when i'm interested in stuff so yeah <laughs> no 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 no. you are you're putting up some really good stuff i absolutely enjoyed it and actually you're putting out quite a few, quite a lot of content recently i think some some stuff yeah i mean it's smaller stuff as well and i'll, I'll be honest like with, with the youtube channel when i first started it i wasn't I, I started it just to an excuse to play stuff i've mentioned this before just an excuse to play some vr stuff and um it's really that's what it is it's like i like, I like playing elite and no man's sky and that's what i make videos about really it turns right. out so that's fine Okay, yeah, but I really enjoy it. I, I enjoy both of your channels. So for all the people who have not yet subscribed to Tatiana's channel or to Gary's channel, absolutely go there and subscribe to their channels. They are really, really great. Yeah, my channel is also not bad, I would say, called MRTV, and uh, you're watching it right now. So if you have not yet subscribed to this channel, then also do that now. My name is Sebastian Ang, and... Well, I'm the founder of MRTV and I'm the host of the Next Dimension podcast. For all of you who don't know about this podcast here yet, well, we are live every Saturday at 9 p.m. Berlin time, 8 p.m. London time, noon in San Francisco and 3 p.m. in New York City. And so sorry to be a bit late Tonight, uh, tonight, I was uh, in a traffic jam. Um, I had to drive my wife to the next Apple store and it's like one hour away from my place. So yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Anyways, my wife now knows which color of iPhone 13 Pro <laughs> she is going to, going to buy. So that is which good. Which did she choose? Yeah, yeah. She likes the gold color now. But she's still not 100% sure because <laughs> the black is also nice and she cannot buy it directly, but she has to wait like for, for like um, five weeks until she can actually get it. So it seems like lots of people uh, want to get the new iPhone 13 Pro. <laughs> mm -hmm. you, got the, you, got, you got the 12, right, Tatiana? Number 12. Yes, I did. <laughs> that was my birthday gift. It's right here. And now my husband is already getting the 13, so... Okay. I had a better phone for a very short time. But you're still very satisfied with the phone, right? I am, but the dangerous thing about it is that it makes me want to have a Apple computer. Oh right, <laughs> yeah. I also brands. start to go to that into that uh, direction actually. <laughs> because it's really difficult in transferring files to my Windows. If I just had like AirDrop, it would have been instantaneous and okay. super easy. And now okay. it's just a pain in the butt. Like it's so hard because <laughs> I take some videos on my phone sometimes, especially when I do mixed reality in front of the okay. green screen. Right. So transferring them is, is just 
it's just really difficult. So. They're just so expensive. Yeah. That's the problem. Like the MacBooks and stuff, <laughs> and they're, they're just so expensive. But honestly speaking, that that MacBook Air M1 is like thousand euros, and for the power that it has. Actually, it's not so expensive. No, and then those devices, they tend to like, um, yeah, be of service for quite a long time. Like I'm using my iPad for now four years, and I, 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 I cannot buy a new one because the old one still works so fine. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. <laughs> I think I think Apple is getting me finally. <laughs> I think they are. I think they <laughs> are. Based on what you they are. They are. Yeah. Wow, that's so interesting. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So, anyways, for all the people out there, this podcast is all about VR and AR. And again, this is being live streamed every Saturday, normally <laughs> at uh, 9 p.m. in Berlin time. And if you want to listen to this as an audio podcast. Well, you can do so on Apple iTunes, on Spotify, on Google and Alexa and everywhere where you can find podcasts. And if you enjoy this podcast, then absolutely go get out your iPhone or iPad, open the podcast app and find the Next Dimension podcast and give us a five-star review. This would totally help us out. Yeah, so tonight... We are having lots of exciting topics that we want to talk about. So lots of new hardware is going to be coming up. <laughs> and for example, the Pico Neo 3 here in Europe is out now. It's a standalone VR headset for business, for enterprise customers in China. This is actually the Quest 2 counterpart. So this is an interesting device. Then Unreal announced Unreal Air. Another interesting headset, uh, which is an AR headset without real AR functionality. We're going to talk about that one as well. Then HTC is teasing the frigging hell out of us again <laughs> with their Vive Flow device. And yeah, let's guess, let's talk about it. What might that be? Might that be some new AR headset? Might it be a VR viewer, a 3 d viewer? It seems to be really small because it fits into some kind of little cylinder <laughs> that they're teasing like crazy. And it's also on the thumbnail of today's show. <laughs> Then we're also going to talk about the Valve Deckard, a new upcoming probably standalone headset from Valve. We heard so much of this headset from um, fellow YouTuber and content creator, sadly, it's Bradley. Mm -hmm. And um, Brad, if you're watching this, I would totally, we, we would totally love to have you on this show. Actually, I already thought about inviting you for today's show, but then I had this brilliant idea yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and then I thought, okay, this is too spontaneous. So if in the future, anytime you have time, I would love to find out like how to how to get this kind of information, how to dig into that code and find those those mentions. I think it's pretty wild, right? What, what yeah, do you guys think? I'm I'm glad he does it because he's basically <laughs> doing it so we don't have to. Um, You're right. And and also here he is. Here he is. Oh, in chat. Hey. oh here's hey, cool, <laughs> cool. Hi, nice to nice to meet you. Even though we never met, but I would love to have you here. Yeah, that would so be so cool. If you have time, that stuff. 
I was just going to say. Makes you feel like, bad about my deductive skill. Like I know nothing. <laughs> I can't get anything. Well, this is really get, impressive. Really, really cool stuff. Really, it is. But we get all the highlights and stuff, and we don't get all of the hours and hours of trawling through all of this boring stuff as well to get to right, the right. interesting stuff. So, um, but yeah, he did shout out on his stream yesterday um, a few other people that are helping him out um, from his community, his Discord, and stuff like that as well. So, um, he's getting some help now as well. But yeah, I mean. Basically, does it say we don't have to? Fantastic work. Really, really, absolutely. Like, wow, big respect from me and would love to get to know you personally. And you're very welcome to join the show. Nice, nice. Yeah, so we're going to talk about what uh, what what Bradley found out. <laughs> and I think that's going to be pretty interesting. Yeah, perfect. So before we get into the show, um, let's talk about what kind of things we did um, last week. So let's start with me. <laughs> because <laughs> I, always, I always ask you guys to go first, right? So why not start with me today? For, Good idea. Let's, let's do a change. Let's, let's shake things up a bit. <laughs> <laughs> let's just, exactly, exactly. Yeah, so for me, it was all about hardware. You know, I'm, I'm deeply in love with hardware. I love it when I get new headsets, when I got new things to try out, and I got lots of new things. So... Um, first of all, I got this here, and Tatiana, you also have them. The Ray Band. <laughs> Can't <laughs> yeah. believe you got them. Yeah, yeah, I got them. I got them. Here they are. <laughs> it's and I, I must honestly tell you, I am impressed. I am incredibly impressed by the Ray Band stories. This is like, uh, like the, technically. This is unbelievable. They just feel like normal glasses. They, they just feel like normal sunglasses, right? And the form factor, the weight, and what they can do is like, wow, breathtaking, really. I was like shocked how good they are. I mean, like how impressive it is to, to, to put so much technology into, into this form factor. You, you can't tell. You can't tell that this Five is full grams. of... Yeah, exactly. Five grams of technology. You, it's uh, it's uh, super impressive. It's unbelievable impressive. On the other hand, I was freaking shocked. I was like so shocked by how sneaky they are. Like like how easy it is to to record people. Yeah, without their knowledge, right? I'm recording right now, and okay, now it's uh, you can see it here because I'm I'm pointing to it. But I went out there into the city. I recorded people without their knowledge. I went into stores. I asked people about uh, things, recording them, and no one, no one felt anything. Anything would be wrong. Because especially if you're outside and the sun is shining, this might as well be some kind of reflection, right, mm -hmm. from, from the sun. It's crazy. It is crazy. And I even asked, like, my family, like they didn't know about the Ray-Ban stories, right? I was recording them and I asked them, "Hey, how do you what do you think about my new sunglasses?" They looked at them and they <laughs> did not they did not see that LED, that white that white LED. Let me show it to you again. Here it is. They totally didn't see it, right? If you don't point to it, you won't see it. And I'm recording right now. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy that that um, Facebook did not make this like uh, at least a blinking light, right? Or a blinking red light, how it is kind of normal in, 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 uh, when recording other people. It's unbelievable. 
it's it's like it's, it's like scary. It's, it's 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 super scary, and but of course, of course, this was a decision, a decision that was taken by Facebook and Ray Ban. I don't know how much Ray Ban plays into this, but yeah, this was a conscious decision, of course. So mm -hmm. yeah, that, that's a bit scary. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's going to get worse probably because we know this is just the first step. This is just right. the first situation of these smart, not so smart glasses and. When they become truly smart, they probably will be able to do even scarier things, starting with longer recording time and ending with yeah, like instant sure. sharing and uh, yeah, for all sure. kinds of things. Yeah, but if this at least had some functionality other than recording other people, you know, <laughs> then I would probably say, okay, cool, there's some other cool things inside, but okay, this is only for recording purposes. Yeah, yeah, well, that's, uh, yeah. You made a great video about it, Tatiana. I, I really don't have anything more to add to your video. You have perfectly laid it out in your video already. But of course, I will also do my own video. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I agree that it's very impressive, just objectively yeah, speaking, to put exactly. so much in so little. I just, you can't not be impressed and just like, meh, dismiss it like something uh, unimportant. Like, it is yeah. a big step, but then we think about implications and that's where it gets sticky. And there, that's why I talked about the things that I had to talk about right. in my video. Right. Very well done. Very well done. I think your T-shirt is the star of the show so far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I bought this in Las Vegas when I was there. And I thought, like, wow, this is beautiful. That's what you brought from Las Vegas? <laughs> that's what I bought. I bought one T-shirt. And it's this beautiful T-shirt. For the oh, audio podcast listeners, it says, I pooped today. <laughs> yeah, and it's a very happy person. <laughs> so that's yeah. why one of the comments asking, Sebastian, did you poop today? I'm like, that's an odd thing to ask a post <laughs> or a podcast. That was before I realized that that's the shirt you're wearing. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I love that shirt. I love that shirt. Um, yeah, right. So <laughs> now what I, was what I was talking about, I was talking about the glasses. Exactly. Yeah, right. Um, so um, I will obviously I will still make content about them. I was thinking about like making a video that is entitled invading people's privacy with the Rayban stories. Probably this is going to be a very controversial video. I'm looking forward to that video. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking right. forward to watching it too. Even though I know it's going to be about, I just like reading. It's going to be super it. bad. It's going to be a super bad video. I mean, it's going to be a good video, but probably Ray Ban and Facebook are not going to be very happy about it. Anyways, yeah, yeah, I will do that absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so that's that is like one piece of hardware that I received. Then I received this here. This is the Pico Neo Three Pro. It is a standalone headset. Did I mention it already? Yeah, probably yes. So yeah, it's a standalone headset, um, and it's like um, meant for business here in Europe and in China. It is basically the Quest 2 counterpart, and in China they are very successful. Pico is very successful. Was just taken over by um, ByteDance, the company behind TikTok, and um, yeah. So far, nobody is forcing people to, to log in with their TikTok account, which would most probably be just as questionable as the Facebook forced login with Quest 2. But anyways, um, this is a pretty nice headset. We're going to talk about it as one of the topics. Then I received um, an omnidirectional treadmill. It's the Catwalk C. And well, it is one of those... Um, 
yeah, treadmills where you get special shoes, which are very slippery. And then you would do some kind of like walking motion, which is honestly speaking, not really walking. It is some kind of yeah. walking. They call them uh, slide mills, don't they? Slide mills, well, probably slide, slide mills. Yeah, yeah, you're sliding and yeah, right, exactly. And um, I have not fully evaluated it yet. I spent the whole day yesterday to, to build it. And then I went in it for an hour and it was a fantastic workout. <laughs> so much I can say. I didn't need to do my jogging program anymore. I already did some, some good like uh, walking. But you know what? I, I can't tell you right now uh, like my final um, conclusions about it. I, I need to spend more time. And that's what they said, that I should get used to it first. And then I'll give my c conclusion. But I can say... It doesn't feel like walking. It's something. It's something different, right? But it is very physical. So it does feel like you. You really are physically involved in this kind of like walking or sliding, and probably some people will enjoy it. Yeah, I watched a couple of other YouTubers who have already like released something on their channels. It's funny how some of them say that it feels weird to walk. Right, After right. spending two hours on this yeah. sliding mill, it feels weird when you actually need to take real steps afterwards. So I wonder how yes. they yes. mess this with your head. Yes. Do oh you my feel God. that way? Because you've been walking your whole life and you've only exactly. been sliding for two hours. How does no. it how does it work? This is crazy. <laughs> so after after I built everything and after I, I walked in this for one hour, I was so tired, I simply left the office. <laughs> and then walking on the streets. It felt like I was like like doing the moonwalk from Michael Jackson. It was so it felt so smooth to walk in reality. It was amazing. <laughs> really, really, that's that's that was it's so interesting. New, it's a new spin on walking. Makes you appreciate yeah. your legs it, more. It, it, wow! It made me completely appreciate how easy it is to walk in reality. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, <laughs> so I was I was like um, yeah having getting lots of hardware and um, yeah lots of hard, lots of new hardware here at the MRTV headquarter. That was my week. Yeah, so um, Tatiana, tell us about your week. First of all, you've had a busy week, Sebastian. How yeah. did you have time to try all of that? <laughs> yeah, it's like, wow. It's And you know, it's so hard to make videos about it because like, yeah, it's just like so much hardware. <laughs> It sounds really interesting. You tried a lot of cool stuff last week. Right. So, so that's cool. I did. Actually, I jumped in on uh, the previous um, um, episode last week. I know that you were kind of talking a little bit about the Unplugged game. Oh, I played that. I forgot to say it. I played it also yesterday. No, the yeah. day before yesterday. Oh, my God. I keep playing it. I keep getting back to it. And I love it yep. when games just make me want to get back to it. The one that had the strongest impact like that was Demio. That's the game right. I just, I, I find myself thinking like, I'm going to play Demia tonight. <laughs> and that Unplugged is one of the few games that gives me that feeling because it's just, it feels so cool. And there's just three songs there for now. I love that. Have you already seen this full list of songs? Yes. There's some yes. good, oh, that is impressive what they've got there. Yeah, there's some good, yeah. good songs on there. And then, of course, I made the video playing you know, the unplugged with the real guitar in my hands. I don't know if you watched that or not. I haven't watched it yet, no. Yeah, well, I wanted to try if that would work. Because, yeah, I understand that the whole purpose of having this game is so that you play air guitar without holding a plastic right. guitar hero thingy. But I just wanted to try. I mean, that's the immersion, right? You uh -huh. want to, to have the real thing in play. And surprisingly, it did work, even though it wasn't perfect. 
the neck of the guitar would mess with the tracking a little bit. But the strumming with the right head was so good. I really like enjoyed Aww. it more because you could feel it. And then I recorded myself for the video and you could see me with the green screen. Because <laughs> right. you could hear how ridiculously you sound in real life is the only thing that you sound so cool when you're in VR. <laughs> but right. yeah, it's kind of funny that you should, if you try to play it with a real guitar, you should probably do it when nobody's at home because <laughs> you sound terrible. But yeah, um, that was one of the games that I played. And then, of course, there are so many other games that are coming this month. We will right. talk about some of them uh, today. But honestly, I've been just making schedule for my channel because... There are some games that are coming in the same day, and I believe October 7th is the date when four games are coming out. And I'm going to have to make some decisions as to which it's, games It's going to be tough. <laughs> and which ones I don't. So I mean, like, trying to make sure that I have time that I will cover the games that I really want to cover. And uh, obviously, like, Resident Evil is coming out, Medal of Honor is coming out. Um, uh, Jurassic World's already come out. I don't know if you tried part two yet. No. So that you can run around from T-Rex, not just the Raptors. Oh, I played right. the first. I played the first one. A li I played about an hour and a half of it. I wasn't too impressed with the first one, so I've Same not, here. I've not picked up the mm. the second one to be honest. But um, I did actually hear from other people that it, it's a slow start that first one, and it does mm. get better towards the end. Um, just as it's getting good, it sort of ends, and that's why some people were disappointed with it. But I, yeah, it just wasn't doing it for me for some reason, that first one. Yeah. It's not a very long game either. I guess that was one no. of the common criticism of the game too. But that's why a lot of people are excited about the part two because it adds a little bit more of a variety to it because there is this part where you're facing the T-Rex, and in order to, for, him not, for him not to eat you alive, you just have to stare at him and not move. Oh, okay. Really... okay, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> so you just, yeah, so you literally just freeze and he is like actually getting really close to you and that's freaking scary. So you can move just because like, ah, and then you're getting chomped on. It's just terrifying. But yeah, right. so that's one of those. The art Sorry, style, yes. I, really, I really enjoyed the art style of the first one. And the second one probably is exactly the same. Right? It is, so, it is. Yeah, of yeah. course. So, yeah. I mean, it would be interesting to see a more realistic iteration of the dinosaurs, but maybe it will make it even more terrifying. I don't know. Right. Um, mm. There's, uh, yeah, so it's just, you know, a busy week, busy at my new job as well. But one thing I started, I started TikTok channel. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. So in the future, if Pico forces you to to use their account, you can totally now look <laughs> yeah. into it with your TikTok account. But so I, I must admit, it's friggin' funny, right? TikTok. It's I, I do not understand ninety percent of the things I see yeah. there, and I spent a couple of weeks exploring it. It's, it's friggin' amazing. Get, like, how do the <laughs> trends work? Who decides what's trendy, what's not? How do people follow? Anyway, it was a lot of learning to do before I sort of started thinking that maybe I can do it. It was scary. Like, honestly, it's always scary to start something new, like a new social media, a new channel. You put things out there, they're stupid, and nobody follows you. And it's <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> uh, but I did it. Um, it's. I think that I can see how it's different from other channels. Yeah. Or from other social media. 
And I was excited to start putting content there because VR content is starting to become a huge thing on TikTok. Oh, really? And I wanted to see okay. why. Yeah, I, I've heard that. Of the Tech Manju. You heard of Tech Manju? I don't know no. if you've heard of him, Tatiano. He's been sort of building up slowly over the past few weeks he or months really i mean he's been at it for for a few months now on tiktok but he is huge absolutely huge as a vr tiktoker he is just taking off like no other oh, really movie. okay yeah um but he's mm -hmm. he's been on a few podcasts recently and um he seems like a really nice guy as well um but yeah i just wanted to quickly quickly mention that because i've also joined tiktok because i thought why not <laughs> okay yeah that makes sense yeah i have not yet i have not yet joined it but well, well, here on YouTube, there is now this YouTube Shorts, right? Which is basically like a copy same, of TikTok, yeah, the same, same thing. thing yeah. And yeah. Uh, I, I look through that, and there's lots of TikTok content coming over from TikTok to that Shorts. And I must admit it, like my, my Shorts is just full with beautiful ladies that somehow change their clothes. <laughs> That talks. That, okay, yeah. that, talks that is probably yeah, the algorithm, algorithm has found out what I Thanks like. Thanks for letting us know about <laughs> that kind of trivia. <laughs> That's how I'm it honest here. I'm That's honest. how it If you go on and don't 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 give the algorithm anything, <laughs> all you will get is women dancing. That is yeah, all I got. Yeah, yeah this is, is all. This is the only thing I'm getting, and it's like I don't complain. Yeah. <laughs> Makes well, you more... should follow me. <laughs> yeah, I, I will. Ladies, there, Mister. Okay, <laughs> I, you know, I will go. I will make a TikTok account, and I will totally follow you, Tatiana, and Gary. And then I will also put out something. I mean, I have the Raven stories now, right? It's thirty seconds of goodness yeah. that I can just put onto TikTok, right? PD is also in the chat. He says that he also started TikTok, so all jumping on the TikTok train in VR. Okay, 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 PD. Taking over if you are also there. Then I totally must join that now as well. <laughs> yeah, I don't know yes. if it's for me. I, I I joined a couple of weeks ago, and I don't know if it's for me. To be honest, it's it's uh yeah, it's weird. It is really strange on there. I'm too old for this. I'm too old for this. Like, but uh... <laughs> no, it's okay. I think. But I, but like I heard a that you can. Year old grandma but, when I started, it was so confusing. It but, gets but, better. But I heard that it's kind of easy. To, to quickly get a huge following, right? Is it is it true, Tatiana? Did you already have like hundred thousands of people watching your TikToks? I, I mean, you are a pretty lady. That makes sense. Ah, objectifying <laughs> women. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no. So bad. <laughs> I've well, got two I followers. <laughs> <laughs> I got my first hundred today. Oh wow! That that sounds pretty amazing, actually. In about a week. So that, that sounds good. good. That sounds but good. So I would say yes. But at the same time, it's more difficult to get any kind of, you know, incentive monetization on YouTube starts at what? Okay. A thousand. Okay. And then on TikTok, it's 10,000. So and and just, how do you monetize also with ads? Or how does it work there? I actually don't know that much. I, uh, I talked to some of the people who are pretty successful on TikTok and they just say that there's like a create creators, um, creators hub or something that gets unlocked. I don't know uh, if it's okay. through ads or something else, but it unlocks at 10,000. Okay. And then the payment per view is way lower than YouTube. Okay, so but probably you that... got like a billion views. <laughs> I don't know. Like it, it, seems, it, it seems like it, the view numbers seem to be pretty high. 
I mean, but at I least on the on the lady TikToks that I'm watching. <laughs> but it feels like oh it's the same as YouTube, but just scaled up. Everything okay. is more than YouTube, okay. but the pay is less. So maybe that's how it balances it. I I, okay. I honestly don't. I just do it for fun. I don't do it for okay. money because I'm far away from getting any money on it. It's just a way for me to maybe put myself more out there. Yeah, sure, it makes sense. Um, Why not? Because I a lot of you know some of the followers that I have or viewers would comment and say. Why have I never heard of your channel before? I've never okay. heard of your channel before. I'm like, well, I don't know. I really try to put myself out there to get, you know, uh, more people exposed to VR. So maybe I need to be better at social media. I don't know. I'm just hmm. trying things out. See what I want. Interesting. Like. Very, very interesting. So you got 100 in a week. I got two followers in two weeks. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I'm going to follow you. You're going to have three followers. I will totally follow you too. Okay. <laughs> Gary, I've doubled it. I've doubled it. Fantastic. Okay. Okay. I will I will let you guys know when I do uh, a TikTok channel. It's it's all going to be about me like changing clothes and making up suddenly. <laughs> Just following the trends. Following <laughs> yeah, wow. I I will I will be famous. <laughs> oh my god. Super interesting. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cool. Cool, cool. So TikTok is getting bigger. Very cool. Gary, what yeah. did you do what, this week? This is a long intro, isn't it, this week? Yeah, um, wow. <laughs> so, I mean, we, we came a th 30 minutes late and we're going to do 30 minutes longer. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, so not, not a lot, really, I'm sorry to say. Um, what I, I have been doing is looking into this because, you know, with the um, last Oculus Quest update, the version 33, where you get the uh, sharpening filter thing that you that makes AirLink and right. just WireLink a lot better. So oh, I've been... It? trying yeah it's really good so i've been trying that um quite a bit in a few different titles and i've been playing elite dangerous in using airlink in my office and the experience there is really close to the valve index now with the sharpening tool there's caveats with that the valve index overall image quality is still better but you know for what you're getting with this quest 2 headset now is incredible to not have a wire and to play something like Elite or No Man's Sky with uh, an image which is actually very crisp now um, is fantastic. And it doesn't stop surprising me what they can do with that headset, honestly. Um, and every update, I don't know if you guys feel this as well. I always feel like I'm the last one to get this, this update whenever it comes. I know you can do it manually if you really, you know, I, I know there's ways around it so you can install the updates manually. But I've never really done that. Um, but yeah, this time I only got the version 33, like really like, late the the week before last, I think. Um, and everybody else had been talking about it for a long time. And I was so excited to try this link sharpening thing. Um, so when I finally got it, I did try a few games and AirLink is just getting better and better. I think it's fantastic. I know that it's had a few problems in the past. People have complained about um, dropping out a few updates ago. I think version 30 had a few problems with AirLink. Um, but to have just that headset, you don't need... I mean, I've got a Valve Index, and although the experience is still better on the Valve Index overall, if I didn't own a Valve Index, I wouldn't necessarily see the need to get one now. Um, and that's quite yeah, an impressive that's thing crazy, for me to man. say. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. Exactly. Sorry. Yeah, I would, ne I would never th thought I, I would have said that. So, um, yeah, I think it's it's fantastic. Um, but yeah, other other than that, so what else have I been doing this week? Not a lot, really. I, I mean, I've, I am doing something. Um, 
uh, I hate it when people say, I am doing something that I can't talk about. Um, but I, I, can't, I, I too. hate it when people say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you it? too. <laughs> Gary, wow. <laughs> Amazing. We're in the same uh, NDA board here. Yeah. Fantastic. That's, that's I, I love cool. being this side. I love being this side where yeah. I've got something I can't talk about. Finally, thank God. Wow. Um, that is yeah. cool. Understanding. <laughs> wow, that's, that's cool. That's uh, what, what is it about? Like, can you give us can you give us some kind of hint or? No, no, not really. <laughs> I, I don't want to. I don't want to risk it anyway. But uh, no, right. it's 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 exciting and, and um, it's exciting in a way. Anyway, but um, yeah, so not a lot else really. The link uh, link stuff and and that's really it. But yeah, yeah, uh, just a normal week as as usual. Okay. When cool. will we know about that thing that you can't talk about? Yeah, well, it might be. Um, I'm not in control of it. It's nothing. It's nothing for my channel or anything like that. Um, first of all, it's it's nothing to do with that. But it is something to do with VR, which I'm I'm excited by. Um, yeah. So that that's really what it is. But as soon as as soon as I I don't know any more information than that. So um, <laughs> as soon as I know, then I can let you know what I was talking about all those months ago. I suppose. <laughs> Right, right. Yes, it's um, sometimes you're so excited about something and it's tough not to talk about it, right? So then you do tease a bit. <laughs> like I also yeah, did I it. Shouldn't, I shouldn't have said anything. I, I yeah. Same for me. I, I, sh I totally shouldn't have said anything. Anyways. Good talk. Good talk, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Anyways, it's great to see that VR is progressing so much. So I'm I'm happy about all things that are happening. It's it's fantastic. Right, right. So, um, yeah, I, I quickly want to mention two things that I also did. So, yeah, Tatiana said it. Um, I also played um, like a preview build of Unplugged. I, I was happy enough to be able to check it out. And, yeah, I totally enjoyed it so much. It's like uh, it, it made me like giggle when I tried it first. It's like it's, it's cool. It's really, really cool. So you can look forward to that. And, um, I, mean, I was impressed with the hand tracking was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it worked. It worked, it worked every very well. Finger, every finger matters in that game. Really, and really. Then, every I, finger matters. And it, it feels more immersive than I thought. You know, I thought like, okay, probably you do need a, uh, like any guitar, like a plastic guitar to feel more immersive. But yeah, you can really rock as well just in the air. Just as much fun you can have when playing air guitar in the shower, right? So yeah. Now you can do it yeah. professionally with that thing. That was amazing. And <laughs> one other ga uh, game that I played for the first time was Stride. So I, I played Stride and I actually also live streamed it on my channel. And wow, I enjoyed it so much. It really feels like this kind of parkour game, a bit like Mirror's Edge, but in VR. And wow, it's, I, wa I want to play that more. I really want to explore all the different... Um, kind of modes and I'm excited about this um, time mode where you play against others for time like be the fastest I, I think this has a lot of potential so have you tried have you both tried stride I've not no no because uh, it's yeah. early access isn't it I don't know if there's much is there much of a game there yet at the moment or have they added stuff since launch because I heard a few things like that at launch oh right yeah I think they are still adding something right now they're still working on adding more more modes, I think. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. Yeah, anyways, now let's get to our topics here. And let's start with the first topic. And the topic is the following. So I mentioned it already. The Pico launches the Neo 3 Pro 
and Neo 3 Pro i serving up strong competition to Oculus and HTC because this device actually competes in the West against the HTC Vive Focus 3 business headset, which costs 1,400 euros, and the Oculus Quest 2 business edition, which costs 800 euros and an additional 150 euros yearly fee. But this costs only 600 euros, excluding taxes, and there is no fee whatsoever, no yearly fee. And my first impressions of this device are really good. Basically, what this is, yeah, this is like a carbon copy of the Quest 2, honestly <laughs> speaking. It's so similar. It has the same, um, uh, the same resolution, probably exactly the same screen, probably. It also has Fresnel lenses. It also has like three IPD positions, exactly the same like the Quest. It has four cameras here. It has the same infrared light tracking of the controllers. The controllers have the same button layout like Oculus Touch. It's, it's basically everything is the same, like, like very, very similar. Just it has like the battery in the back. So basically it has something like an elite strap with battery directly from the start, which mm -hmm. I think is a good thing. So in terms of comfort, this is like better from the start than the Quest 2, the, the plain Quest 2. And also, and that's something that I think is really cool. You can buy this here as an accessory. And um, can you see that? It's a display port cable. Mm -hmm. So you can connect this directly to your PC and you, this will make it a PC VR headset without any compression. You know, with AirLink and with Oculus Link, you will have the compression and it's going to be the, the pictures being compressed, sent over USB and then decompressed. But with DisplayPort, you obviously don't need that and you'll get like a PC VR picture un uh, like uh, uncompressed. Pretty impressive. I think this is cool stuff, actually. This is something that uh, probably lots of people would, would love to have on the Quest 2, even though now... Actually, Oculus, Oculus Link and AirLink is pretty impressive without that even right now. It's, it's unbelievable, actually. It's so good. So, yeah, but other than that, I would say it's pretty strong competition, especially here in the West um, for the enterprise market. Um, what are your thoughts about it, Tatiana? Just seeing it here for the first time. Yeah, thanks for like giving this outline um, yeah. about it because you when you said that it's exactly almost exactly like Quest 2, I don't even know if that's necessarily a bad thing because Quest 2 is a very impressive device. And it to is. get something like that, minus the Facebook login, plus the cable that has, you know, no compression and plus this, you know, quote unquote elite strap that comes out of the box is basically a better version of Quest. I haven't tried it. I don't know if it's exactly the same quality. It's and pretty good. I don't know. And I yes. actually don't know about like the app store, what kind of app store is using, whether it has enough apps to compete with Oculus Store. But other than that, it just sounds like you get a quest without the the requirements you give all your data and soul to Facebook and, and you still right. get all the benefits. So yeah, I can see it as a competition. It's it's pretty impressive actually, because also in the store, right from the beginning. There's lots of games that we know, Pixel Ripped, Contractors, um, Synth Rider, like big IPs for VR, right, you know? And they are already in, in the store. So I was pretty impressed by the store itself that they would actually have these games. But, you know, for the enterprise customers, 
like uh, B2B2C, like who, 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 who have these headsets to give to their customers, basically this is perfect, right? Because they put their own apps anyways. So Gary, what are your thoughts about the Pico Neo um, 3 Pro? And um, yeah, so to me, I don't know a lot about this headset. I've heard about it for, for months really. Um, I, I was under the impression as well that it was actually made in the same factory as the Quest. Oh, is really? Yeah, Facebook. They, That's what I heard a, lot, a while ago. I would not so be I surprised about this at all. So, I, yeah, I thought um, somebody or there was a report on that saying that basically Facebook gets the, the Quest 2s made in the same factory that this headset is. So it's just like a, a an alternate version of the Quest Sorry, 2. Sorry, I don't in, hear you right now. So you have to keep on talking because okay. my headphones have a problem. Um, so, yeah, it, an alternate version of the, the Quest 2. So, you know, it, the hardware, as we know, with the Oculus Quest is fantastic anyway. So presumably the hardware on this is fantastic too. So um, it's it's a good thing. I mean, th the question is, what we are all looking for is some kind of competition in the standalone market for the Oculus Quest 2. And this might not be the one to do that, or it might be the one to do that. If it's very close to that product anyway, you know, you think, what is the advantages of going for the Pico Neo 3 rather than the Quest 2 if I live in the West? And, you know, you've got a, a whole ecosystem, a whole store there anyway. Of for, course, you mean for customers or for enterprise? For Oh, is this is this only enterprise? This is enterprise. This, this is, is only completely enterprise. Okay. enterprise. Yeah. So here's a question for you then, Sebastian, with, yeah. with this being enterprise focused. So you've got the, the Quest to um, Enterprise Edition, which is, I believe, 800 or yes. 899. Yes, so what 800. does this cost to Enterprise? And is there a subscription fee or anything like that beyond There's that? no subscription fee for the Pico Neo 3 Pro, and it will cost them 600 euros plus tax. So, so it's cheaper, and there's no, there's, uh, the, there's no yearly fee. So okay, yeah. actually, it, it's, it's quite good, I would say. I think many people will... Will, many companies will at least think about using this. And of because course, it also has an XR2 chipset. <laughs> Basically, yeah, I could totally see that coming from the same factory. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, really, really. It, it looks so similar. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure is they did there, say that it is. But yeah, sorry, go ahead, Tatiana. Yeah, but is there, how do you log in to your account? Because the data privacy is obviously a big thing. And since it's owned by a Chinese company, Right. Is there any, did you notice anything that could be concerning regarding how your data is being treated? Do you, do you um, well, give them um, any access? I didn't make an account, <laughs> honestly speaking. There was already some content on it. But if you wanted to use the store, then you would need to make an account with Pico, a Pico account. And that's it. So there's no social media account. Mm -hmm. That would that you would need to connect, and I think yeah, for Facebook that, that's a problem, right? If it was just an Oculus account, we wouldn't be like talking so negatively about the whole Quest Two thing situation, right? But here, well, it is, it is, um, yeah, it is a Pico account, so and there is no social media connected to it, right? So, so that is one thing. And if you if you don't want to use their store. If you simply want to put your own apps onto it, and, and lots of these enterprise customers, they want to do exactly this, well, then you don't need to sign up for an account. You can simply use the hardware as is, which I think is a good thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. So what do, you, what do you think? Do you think Pico should actually try to also compete for consumer market in the West? Like, that's how they started, actually. Like, a couple of years ago, you could buy a Pico... 
It was like a, an Oculus Go competitor. It also had some Oculus Go content, like very similar um, games. And well, it didn't work out for them. They had no chance against Oculus, right? So that's why in the West, they changed their strategy and they um, simply went for enterprise only, which works very well for them. They have lots of customers in the West. Do you believe that now with that huge uh, monetary addition from TikTok, <laughs> which we talked today already about, do you think now with that war chest like being bigger, they would stand a chance to compete in the West for us consumers as well? Um, possibly, yeah. I mean, if the, you can throw enough money at a problem, then yeah, I think they, they would stand a chance. But I think they'd also come up to a certain amount of criticism in the same way that Facebook do by being a TikTok headset. There's a lot of mistrust of TikTok anyway, um, uh, right. just like in the previous months and stuff. So I think they're going to come up to, against this, the same problems. Um, so if they were to really invest in the consumer market over here in the West, then there's a possibility that they could compete with uh, Facebook, but who knows? And to be honest, I you're basically just exchanging one thing for another, as far as I'm concerned here. Yeah. Um, so there's not a lot of, from my point of view, I don't know whether it's worth it from the consumer point of view anyway to have that. Mm -hmm. Well, if anyone could probably compete with Facebook, that would be TikTok. But to see both of them are fighting for the consumer market, it's like seeing, uh, you know, who will win, <laughs> Godzilla or, or King Kong? Both are bad guys. Yeah. Like, I don't want either one of them to win, yeah. but they're probably going to fight either way. Yeah. Right, right. I would really, really, it's really like, okay, do you want this Chinese company yeah. to, compete against, to compete against Facebook? Or I'd rather have another company, like, step in. But, yeah, well, that's uh, tough. We don't see that right now, right? So let's see. Let's see what well, happens. Do you think it's a matter of time before TikTok and Pico employs a similar um, strategy that Facebook is doing right now with Oculus with a sign-up? I must say I have not really um, spent so much time yet understanding TikTok, the TikTok business model. Is it is it also based on, on advertising, on like serving like personalized ads? If yes, obviously, right? They will also try to understand you and get to know you as, as, as much as possible. Immersive I, Matthew I, I says yes. So, okay. um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know TikToks. Uh, I really don't business. understand. No, I, I really don't. don't know their business model yet, but I, I need to do some research, right? Yeah. So, so, mm -hmm. so, so then we'll know. But anyways, yeah, like um, all companies in China are like heavily regulated from the Chinese government, right? Like every single, co every single company yeah. And well, so it's always a bit questionable. Yeah, questionable. Sony, exactly. Sony, step in, please. Step in and just help us. <laughs> so, <laughs> Thanks for us. <laughs> next next year, next year. So we're going to step in huge. Sebastian, all of yep. the things aside then, just taking aside the or the login, the Facebook stuff of Quest 2 versus this, and just right. taking the headsets, the hardware is a separate thing. Which one... It, it, are they so similar that they're, that they're basically um, identical apart from sort of various sort of superficial things like the battery position and stuff like that? Or right. is there any other differences that you've noticed in hardware? <clears throat> so hardware-wise, they're so similar. It's crazy. It's, it's really crazy. This has a beautiful picture as well, just like the Quest 2. You put it on. You, you directly feel everything is very sharp. You don't have any problems with binocular overlap like with some other headsets like the Focus 3 or the Pro 2, right? So it's, it's just nice, just like the Quest 2. So just in terms of hardware, 
I would say, wow, this is very similar to the Quest 2. Probably um, the build quality of the controllers, it cannot match the Oculus Touch controller. It looks a bit cheap, honestly mm -hmm. speaking. Have a look at my video. I show them very clear in the camera. I don't have them here right now, but they do. They simply don't look as good as the, the, the Quest 2 Oculus Touch controllers. But the headset itself, it does. And it even has this additional feature of this DisplayPort cable, which I think is really cool. But in yeah. terms of software, I must honestly say, like, like um, Oculus is, is so strong. And it's hard to compete with them. Like they have so many um, engineers, and they're so, they're doing such a good job, right? I really, really, it's it's like tough to compete against Oculus in terms of how streamlined and how perfect the software is. Like I, I have tr I have like compared the 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 wireless Steam VR streaming, and it was good. It was good on the Pico Neo Three Pro. Good, but then <laughs> directly afterwards. I tried the Quest 2, the Air Link, and yeah, it was simply better. It was just like so perfect, just like you know it, right? Air Link really, really improved so much. And um, therefore, yeah, therefore, um, in mean, terms of software, this is still much better. You mean it was better because it has the ability to be wireless? Does Pico, you can only connect to PC VR with with a cable, right? No, no, it no, no. I tried it wirelessly. This also does. Okay. Um, this also does this wirelessly. So, okay. um, but it was good, but it was not as good as as the Quest Two. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, in in terms of software, Quest Two is still much better, and it's it's just tough to get to that point to be as good as the Quest Two, right? Because other companies simply don't have that kind of uh, so uh, that kind of resources like like Facebook has, right? But but who knows? Probably. Probably they will get to that point at one point in time. Anyways, yeah. But anyways, I still think for for companies this is a good option. If you have your own apps that you want to run on a standalone headset, this is probably a great option, which is cheaper, right? Six hundred euros versus two uh, one thousand four hundred euro of the Focus Three from uh, from from um, from Vive, right? So. I do, I do think this might be a good option. Yeah, Pico Neo 3 Pro. <laughs> right. Okay, let's go to another company now. And let's talk about another headset. I would say probably glasses. Unreal. Unreal, recently they have announced another huge investment round. So they have a lot of money. And <laughs> they directly told us about this here, the Unreal Air. So this is the successor to their Unreal Light. The Unreal Light were AR headset that you would connect to your phone, to certain phones, and then you had AR, um, AR capabilities, right? So you could watch um, movies with it. You could like um, put browsers into your field of view, all that nice AR st stuff. But it was also like 600 euros. The Unreal Air now goes down a different road. So these are yeah, more of viewers, less AR headsets, because this, these glasses are not aware of their surroundings. So they cut all the cameras, but instead now they, they concentrated on that 
um, yeah, that virtual display that you can see through these through these headsets. So these are glasses which are made for binge watching your favorite Netflix show, probably when you're on public transportation. And these are supposed to come out in December 2021 across Japan, China, and South Korea. And the price is going to be just a fraction of these $600 that the Unreal Light cost last year. What are, what are your, your initial imp uh, thoughts about this, um, Tatiana? Um, I'm just a little confused. Maybe I'm not that familiar with this technology that it doesn't have the cameras. So right. you're, you're using it to binge watch shows, like you said, but... Right. If again, is it practical though? Are you going to? Are you really? Do you see yourself doing that? I don't. I really don't. I don't okay. think so. Why not? I don't know. I mean, it's just sitting wearing glasses and watching show um, doesn't doesn't the idea doesn't appeal to me for some reason. I don't know. I enjoy. <laughs> you know, is this the virtual environment like the big screen? And I'm in it and I see it in the VR set. Yes. Mm -hmm. But just wearing okay. glasses, I, I maybe I can't imagine it. Right. But you know what? Like, for example, probably if you are out and about, like in the public transportation or you are in a, in an, in a, in a, in a plane, for example, mm -hmm. and you, you don't want to shut yourself off completely, probably you're in the bus and, and you still want a bit to see what's going on around you, then I believe like glasses like these could work really well. Like I do own those Henry Light glasses, right? Oh. And I, I use them, for example, in my um, caravan. Like not when driving, obviously, but when relaxing. Mm -hmm. Like I was watching like a football game on them and I had like a mm -hmm. huge virtual screen floating in front of me and I could set that screen anywhere in my, in that caravan. And it was just like a huge, a huge um, display that I had. So actually, actually, they work pretty well. Really? Yeah. For watching well, I have content. To put my hands on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I'm actually very so. intrigued by these, and uh, yeah, I'm uh, sorry, I'm I'm blanking a little bit right now because I'm I haven't tried this. Right, <laughs> I really right. want to now. You need to try that. It's actually pretty yeah. cool. Like for the Unreal lights, I was pretty impressed how I could put those those virtual screens around in my. Um, in my area, no, no matter where I was, right? I can put like like a virtual screen here, watch uh, and watch Netflix or whatever. Right next to it, I could put the Twitter feed and watch what's going on. So that's pretty cool. But with these, you won't be able to position them in space. So Gary, what are your thoughts about like like this? That you now it will just be like a virtual screen floating in front of you, which will move with you when you move around. What are your thoughts about that? Yeah, of course, it's less interesting than the true and real light glasses, to be honest, where you've got they've got six degrees of freedom and you can position displays on walls or just having exactly. it floating in front exactly. of you. That's far more interesting than what these are offering. But th these are still sort of an interesting thing to me. Um, I think I'd have to try them um, to see how um, sort of compelling it is to, to get that, that, that mm. fixed 
display in front of you and it's just these are 3d of these are like a much lower spec than the unreal light anyway and um, one thing i will say like with these renders they always do a good job of making them look very sleek and very like you know <laughs> very right. normal glasses let me show that again yeah <laughs> i would love i would love to see these on people um like when you see the unreal light they they've got a way where if you position them in a certain way and you look at the camera in a certain way they look like normal glasses and then you'll see people from the side wearing them and then it's and a they, bit strange yeah they look a little bit strange and i i would predict because these probably don't look quite as strange as that but they they're still going to have a, a level of like display technology that that's got to be fit um above where they they touch your forehead i would imagine so it's still probably going to stick out a little bit but who knows with these that they're, they're interesting i would like to try them but they just don't excite me as much as you know 60of um ar glasses or approximations of that like with the unreal light Right, you know what I'm what concerned about? Sorry, yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, yeah. I, I just ahead. thought about it something while Gary was speaking because it's if it's floating in front of you, it's moving as you're moving, what would prevent people from wearing them while they're driving? Hmm. Well, they yeah, they could. They, they probably should. They probably, <laughs> yeah, but they, yeah. they wouldn't see anything. <laughs> no, but, but if you say that you can like move it a little bit to the right, right, and you're driving, and then there is a screen right in front of you, people are already watching uh, shows, right, just putting right, on yeah. their phone, and it's smaller. Right. Uh, but I believe with be. this, you could not move the virtual screen to the right. I could do that with the Unreal Light, with the Unreal Light that I have, because it is um, spatially aware of your surroundings, and therefore you could move the screen. But I believe with this, it will it will float in front of you. In a fixed position. Yeah, I wonder if, because it's not even, you know, they could have that functionality with these where you could sort of place it, even though it would still be fixed with your gaze. They could, mm -hmm. I, I suppose, depending on like the display technology they're using right. inside, it, they, they could possibly do that. But then again, I suppose they wouldn't because part of the reasons of how they're using this display technology, which I, I don't know. What What is the display technology in Unreal? Micro Sebastian? OLED. Micro OLED. It looks great. The colors are super, super beautiful. OLED colors, right? Real yeah. blacks and very popping colors. So it makes lots of sense. It's beautiful. So these, the, uh, yeah, you're probably right though, Sebastian, because these would have a limited field of view anyway. So Yeah, even smaller probably, than the Unreal's. Yeah, heard, so for they'd these. have to place it in front of you anyway. Yeah, right. They will. Yeah, but they said this is only going to be a fraction of the price of the Unreal's. So, Gary, what kind of price point would make you want to buy those? I'd say something around the... Because, person, just speaking for me, I would be more interested in these than the Ray-Ban. Okay. Um, so, if they could approach that that price, I would say say three hundred dollars, three hundred pounds, then that would be great. But but then they're saying, and would you buy them for three hundred? No, I wouldn't. But so for I, what for for which price would you buy them? I'd say, <laughs> I I don't know if I'd use them enough to pay anything for them. Um, <laughs> okay, I, I, and okay, real, if, we if want were... them for free. <laughs> if you're watching this podcast, if they were one hundred and fifty dollars, then I probably would. I probably would give them a try for that. Okay. Yeah. I wonder if I had these glasses and then say, um, I don't know, uh, my husband also had glasses like that. Would there be some kind of technology that would help us synchronize it so that we're watching it at the same time? Yeah, that's interesting. Like if you're mm -hmm. binge watching it with someone, because yes, they might be good if you're traveling so you don't have to watch it with someone else anyway, because you're just killing time while you're on a plane or on a train. 
and you're just watching something while you have nothing to do anyway. But what if there was a way to watch it together with someone else? If both of them were wearing these headphones and you just synchronize the video, that's pretty cool. Exactly, this functionality is built into those Unreal's. So you hey. can you can exactly you can somehow sync this up with somebody else who also has them, and then you're watching the same thing. But um, okay, I am. Yep. Wow, you should like work that. for you should work for for their um, for the R and D. You have great ideas, Tatiana. So they <laughs> they had the same idea like you, and uh, yeah, somehow you can you can sync them up with somebody else. Well, that's great news, actually. That that probably would be one of the selling points too. Like you're not you're, right. you're not just isolated from. Just, again, just like the big screen, you can invite people in there, watch it together. Oh, I, I love that. Movies, I love that. Watching really. movies together is like the best part of watching movies. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then with those, you could actually still see the other person sitting next to you, right? Because it's mm -hmm. it's you're not in VR, you're not like closed off. So so that's pretty cool. It's not isolating. Yeah. Not bad, not bad. Lots of interesting things are happening. And the Unreal are going to launch this year in um, China and in uh, South Korea and in Japan. And yeah, let's see how expensive they're going to be and um, how good the watching, the, the movie watching quality is. So these also, just like the Unreal Lite, have to be connected to like um, a phone to give you that content. So that's something that you still need to do. Cool, cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So these are, um, Pump Up the Volume says, these are basically like Oculus Go. And yeah, you can w just watch content, but in an AR way while still being a bit aware of what happens around you. I think it's interesting that they went away from that AR, you know, from that uh, spatially aware AR glasses that their, their first headset was, was giving us. But probably it was just too expensive and the functionality not good enough yet, so that they thought, okay, let's do one thing, what people actually use that for, watching videos, and make that perfect and cheaper. I think it's a good move. Yeah, I think, I think as well the, the reason they went away from that is, although that's sort of the, the long-term goal of these devices, the long-term future that we all want with these devices, it just does feel like the, the Enreal is just a little bit too early to that party, and they can't win over all the consumer confidence on their own, so they need to build it up in a more progressive way, like starting out with um, like how Facebook are doing with the Ray-Ban glasses and just, just introducing smart glasses in that kind of way and then build right. up to this, this AR stuff um, more in the long term. Right, exactly. Yeah, so probably probably this might be the right way to go. All right, and now let's talk about something else. Probably it might go into the same direction. Yeah. <laughs> so, by the way, I don't know. I have no, I've absolutely really no idea what it is. So HTC is holding a Vive product event just ahead of Facebook Connect. And yeah, they are teasing. They're teasing like crazy. We know HTC somehow seems to enjoy teasing on Twitter, right? They've done that with their other headsets before, with the Focus 3, where they were like showing little pieces of the headset and also with the Pro 2. So they were teasing like for a month and then actually people were like hoping they, they would... Um, bring they would like launch a Quest 2 competitor and then mm -hmm. everybody was like so disappointed <laughs> when the Focus 3 came out and it was just for enterprise only. 
But this time, this time, it seems they're teasing something that is not only for for enterprise because well okay this this picture that I'm showing right now go with the flow it shows somebody like like working but they also have other pictures I don't have them here right now uh, mm. where, where we see like a person doing yoga right and mm. then also you have this uh, cylinder this cylinder there which probably is I don't know the enclosure <laughs> or the bag or how to call that for for that what I th probably think could be like some kind of viewer some kind of um, AR or VR viewer, right? And then another another picture is um, about like a woman being in bed, I think. And also mm -hmm. there is this cylinder right next to her. So it seems not to be an enterprise device. So what what do you think? What kind of device are we looking at here for the event, for the Go With The Flow event? Oh, what my. are your thoughts? I'm afraid to take any guesses anymore. I'm afraid to be disappointed. <laughs> this is the, this is what we seem to be getting from them lately. But it, I mean, it, the cylinder looks like a case. Yeah, right. A case. Uh, that's the word I was looking for. <laughs> case. Oh, exactly. Okay. Case. It's a, it's a case, right? And it, it has like like a little a case, handle. Yes. So this little handle for for the case to be carried around. So it's obviously a portable device, but. Um, unlike the Ray-Bans and um, other glasses, I mean, those you would be wearing all the time. You wouldn't be carrying the case around on your hand like this. Um, so would it, be, it could be a wearable technology that you wear um, not like the whole day, like AR glasses, but something more situational. Okay. So there's a man who's sitting at the, com at the computer. There's a woman who was doing yoga. Right, exactly. And there was a woman laying in bed. Um, I don't know. I'm afraid to take any guesses. Gary, what do you think? <laughs> if there's some uh, some guesses in, in comments just saying headphones, if these turn out to be headphones, I'll be very disappointed with this. Um, yeah, but, but then again... But she likes to do anything. this kind of thing, like exactly. disappointing us. We were saying mm -hmm. that this is this looks more to be a, a consumed thing, but we really can't take that for granted because we don't know what, they're, what they've got planned in their marketing strategy. Um, could it on. be anything haptics? Like, because there's these things going on that the haptics technology is working great with music. And you, okay. and you can feel and hear the music from a different mm. perspective when there is, like, haptic feedback on you. I don't remember the company that was selling something like that, but... Mm. They, could, it, well, could it have anything to do with that? If, if, I, if I was to guess, so one of these pictures shows a woman on a sofa. You don't see her head, but she's got some popcorn next to her. You're right, right. And this exactly. would speak to me. That one, that image more than any other, would say it's something along the lines of what we've just been talking about with Enreal. And Bradley's in chat. He's at it again. He's been looking at the Viveflow tra uh, trademark, and it exactly, says it's yeah. an AR or VR HMD. Um, right. Right. So he's up to his old tricks. <laughs> I, like <laughs> I like it. I like it. But yeah, that, to me, these images sort of point in that direction as well to what, what this, this sort of 3DOF kind of viewer, this video viewer is what I would guess at based on these images. Yeah, but, but, but um, why then do we see this one image where the person is sitting in front of the laptop? Mm -hmm. The and laptop has a screen, right? So, so why, uh, how would it make sense to where the viewer... When you actually there's a laptop in front of you. Yeah, well, you've just completely ruined my point, Sebastian. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, right? <laughs> Which this actually works in favor of the theory that it's some kind of earbuds or mm. headphones or something to do with music rather than vision. You know, well, the audio yeah. perception. 
um, Scoble on Twitter is constantly talking about um, Apple and uh, how AR that they were working on has something to do with um, audio, audio-based AR rather than yeah. uh, visual mm-hmm. AR. So it doesn't necessarily mean it has to be visual, I suppose. That's another angle we could take with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the enclosure, right, this case that we see here, I, it, it wouldn't make sense for glasses. Like, if you look at it like this, right, uh, why would you put your glasses into something like this? Exactly, it yeah, would have exactly. Way too much room. Like, it was like, mm-hmm. right, if, let's say if, if it was like glasses, like, like my glasses, right, it, there would be too much wiggle room. There was something about them being foldable, though. That's the other thing that uh-huh. that I read about. They were saying that these could be foldable um, wearables, but I don't know. Yeah. You can't tell with HTC. It could go in any again, direction. With this picture, with the man sitting with his laptop, the only things you can yeah. see is his eyes and his ears. Um, yeah, so... you cannot see his ears. Ah, you, cannot yeah. see, you cannot see his ears and you cannot see his eyes. Yeah, that's as much but as they show the face. <laughs> like, it's not covering your mouth. That's, that's you know, that yeah, one. It's not, it's, it's exactly. <laughs> it's not something with the mouth. But this guy seems to look onto his computer. Mm-hmm. Right? So here, yeah. it, it would make more sense if it was some kind of headphone. Yeah, but it's a double bluff. The, the computer's not on. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You're right. It's the picture, the, the computer picture is being shown on, on that AR headset. Yeah, I mean, it is a stock photo with this case photoshopped on top of it. We're overthinking, guys. Oh, but oh God, it's, the the pr- the problem is that that HTC really has this thing for like um, disappointing us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, so really, they... really, this is yeah. only some case where you can put something into it, and that's it. <laughs> no, I have no, yeah. I have really no idea. Oh, yeah. are they wearing? Are they wearing any watches? Because I can see yeah, he's he, wearing a watch. He's and then what the about watch, the yeah. rest of the? But what about the other? Like, let's let's uh, look at the other. Wait, there was uh, this lady. She's doing no, yoga. No, she's not wearing anything. I mean, no, I can't see it. But if you if you're in this me- uh, kind of meditative style, normally, in this position, I would have my my eyes closed if I'm in this and meditative it- position. And play ambient sounds. Exactly. So, f- so this picture, it would make me more think about, okay, this might be some kind of cool headphones with mm-hmm. some, I don't know, w- with some AR functionality, augmented functionality in it. But yeah, like Bradley is right. Like the, uh, the, the, the patent that they have filed for this or the trademark is for AR VR headset. Ugh, I don't know. We're going to have to and- wait. Do yeah. we know how long? October 14th? Is that the day? October 14th. October 14th is the day that they're going to reveal it. And then we will know everything about it. Isn't that like Zuckerberg just said that he's going to, to stream tomorrow? Um, and then he didn't say anything about it. And everybody was pumped that he would release or announce Oculus Quest 3. And then You're right. he announced Portal. Well, yeah, we might be overhyping it for nothing, but uh, I'm still going to be watching. <laughs> right, right. Here, Lars Agerberg says, the yoga girl has a chip in her arm. Look at her at, her, at the dark dot. Yeah, it's yeah. here. <laughs> okay, <laughs> now we know Confirmed. the truth. You got to <laughs> implant something, and then you're going to have, like, an amazing VR experience directly going <laughs> to your brain. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. We don't know. But they 
for sure are a tease. Those HTC guys and girls. <laughs> It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Let's see what this is. I for sure, for sure, hope for some cool AR glasses. That's I always like glasses. But I am, uh, you know, this time I'm not putting my my hopes up high. Really, no, because we have been like disappointed by HTC for too often, uh, far too often, in my opinion. Let's yeah. let's see, let's see. Anyways, um, let's go to the next little story. And it also has to do with HTC, and I thought that it, that is actually quite interesting. So HTC now does something that I had suggested to them, like exactly when the HTC um, Cosmos Elite came out, and that is to make a cheap bundle with the wireless adapter. And exactly that is happening, at least in Europe. So if you want to buy the Cosmos Elite, that is the Cosmos with the lighthouse tracking to base stations and the Vive Wands. You can now get it and you will get the $350 um, wireless adapter for free. So I think that is actually a quite a nice bundle because the Cosmos Elite is not a bad headset. But at that time when it came out, I could not recommend it because, well, the Valve Index. The Valve Index was simply better in every way. It was around the same price, it had the better controllers, it had the better audio, it had the better microphone, of course. The only thing, the only thing that made the Cosmos special was that wireless adapter. And in my opinion, at that time, I, I said it here on the channel, they should make a cheap bundle with the wireless headset. Now it's here. For two weeks, you can get this bundle for, I think, um, 900 pounds. And it's not bad. It's not a bad bundle. But might it be too little, too late in times of the Quest 2 having perfect wireless Steam VR streaming? What do you think, um, Gary? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know how many of these they're selling now anyway, uh, the wireless adapters, because they're, they're still very expensive. I think they launch mm. for three. I don't know what that was. <laughs> oh, wow. Was it in your house? Or? Yeah, I think so. I'm a little bit scared now, but we'll yeah. carry on. Um, <laughs> you need to leave. <laughs> need to hide. Uh, the, uh, so, yeah, $350. I think it was launched for that originally. So I don't really know how many they would still be selling now anyway. I think with just the, how things have gone with the HTC moving away from that direction, it's, I guess it's still possible that businesses and things like that would want the the uh, wireless adapter and stuff but i just don't know how many uh, of these they would sell so it makes a it seems like a, a good thing to do at this stage anyway um but yeah there's not a lot to say i think um it, is it overall a good deal is it do you think it's still overall a good deal though um well if I'll, you yeah sorry no um, I was just uh, personally i mean i don't i don't think many people will be going for it at this stage of where we are necessarily um Right, right. Um, I, yeah, what, what do you think, uh, Tatiana, about that deal? Um, well, I tend to agree with Gary that I don't know if that would make a whole lot of sales for them at this moment, even though it does sound like a good bundle for people who would be interested in it right now, even though uh, you know the competition is pretty high right now and the, there are cheaper alternatives. But we are here talking about it, about HTC, 
we are highlighting it on this channel and on this podcast. And I found it rather odd that even in this article, they kind of emphasize the fact that they are doing it right before they are announcing something called Vibe Flow. And um, I, I don't know if that's what it is, but they could be doing these slight movements to make a little bit more noise and attract a little more attention and talk around their company and things that they're doing to uh, to stir some, some things up. Um, I, but I'm afraid to think whether it has anything to do with with whatever they're about to announce. Probably not, but but it is like it's causing people to talk about it, about the company and about the things that they put out. I wonder if, if that's a part of their strategy because I don't know if it's going to help their sales though. Hmm. Yeah, probably some people... Some people, wow, we've got all kind of audio going on today. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's a, it's a good deal. I mean, for sure, better than, than the Cosmos Elite by itself, right? Probably there are some mm -hmm. people who, who, who want a Lighthouse tracked headset that can do wireless. And that is the one right now. It can do it. Right, so if you want to have lighthouse tracked wireless, you don't get that from the Quest Two, and there, there might still be some people who want to have wireless with perfect tracking, right, behind your hand, behind your bag, or whatever, or like uh, playing competitively. So for them, I, I don't think it's it's a it's a it's a terrible deal. However, yeah, it's just tough in times of Quest Two being two hundred ninety nine dollars and having great wireless capabilities. It's just a tough call <laughs> to to buy that, right? So yeah, there might be some people who who don't like the Facebook login, but, but most of us yeah. bit into the bullet, right, for this. That's but it is better though. It is better to to have the bundle than to not have one. Yeah, Should right, have right. they done it earlier? <laughs> yes. Yeah, right. But is it too late? Nah. For people who are, you know, uh, uh, the principle is so high they're not going to log in they're not going to get a facebook for it i mean it is good news for them exactly exactly for so for them it's good i think it's it, it's good that they're doing it uh, i think in my opinion it's way too late i believe when it came out when the cosmos elite came out i think like last year or so when they would have come out with that bundle i would have told people yes if you want wireless steam vr go for it because the cosmos elite is not a terrible headset yeah but now I think it's too late and probably they are only clearing stock <laughs> because that thing must sit in their warehouses and just do that, yeah. sit around there. Right? I, don't think, I don't think there'd be many people that will want to do it before the 14th because there's so many different announcements that are going to be taking place this month as well. So you'd probably want to wait and see what happened as a result of all those anyway. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. So... So that is definitely an interesting thing. However, might be too little too late. Yeah. Be bef and now, before we go to the next topic, uh, before we get to the, the Valve Deckard um, topic, and by the way, uh, Bradley, if you're still watching this right now, I have sent you an invite link to your, to your Twitter. So if you want to join us live right now, and tell us about all your findings about the decker yourself. <laughs> then you can do that if you if you have the time. And here it is. Here he is. Oh, that's so amazing. <gasps> that is perfect. And 
Hello, here Hello. he is, Bradley. It's so nice to have you on the show. Thanks for coming on so spontaneously. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. That is amazing. Yeah, actually, I wanted to invite you. I had the idea yesterday, but I thought, I, hey, that is too spontaneous. But now that was even more spontaneous and you and made Brad it. That is so perfect. Bradley's a spontaneous guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. I, I, so, I, I so love you, it. You put on Twitter or something that you were taking a break for a week. So what, what are you doing here? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but you know no, what? But, um, yeah, oh, I'm sorry. But, no, yeah, I'm, I'm taking a break from like researching because like literally this past week was all... I, I got like, I don't even know how many hours of sleep this week, but um, I had a full night's rest, like 12 hours last night. So I'm good to do at least something like this. And this is fun for me. I, I love coming on to shows like this. This is so perfect. This is so great. Yeah, for all the people who don't know who is Bradley, um, yeah, Bradley, probably um, you are the best person to introduce yourself. <laughs> who are, what are you doing, actually? Um. I guess you can call me a YouTuber, uh, whatever, I don't know. Uh, but I, I do a lot of, um, I, I like doing research for the near future of VR. Uh, that includes going to patents from multiple companies, uh, going into kernel files, firmware files, hidden strings within Steam VR and other stuff like the Oculus Quest I recently did as well. Um, and basically put a, paint a picture together of what I think companies are working on. And um, for the most part, it's been working out pretty well recently. <laughs> oh, man. Absolutely. Like, um, actually, your findings are in all the media. The Verge has put your name out there. Obviously, you are on Upload VR and Road to VR and everywhere because you have found so interesting things about the next Valve headset and everybody wants to know what, what has Valve in store. So tell us a bit more about that. Um, what interests you about um, Valve or have you always been into VR? Probably tell us a bit more how you got into, into VR and what VR means for you since you are obviously a fan, right? <laughs> yeah, I've actually been, uh, so I actually have kind of Valve to thank for getting me into VR. Um, back in 2015, they ran a contest uh, for people to submit an idea for like a VR game and they would pick the like 10 of the best ideas and those people would be able to come to Seattle to try out the Vive Pre at the Steam VR Developer Showcase. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, so um, I got to go there and try out like 10 of the experiences that were made back then, like um, some, of the, some of the classics like Hover Junkers and like Space Pirate Trainer and stuff. And it was all, it was, a, it was like, well, first of all, I actually was puking my brains out <laughs> because <laughs> I was actually not uh, used to VR back then. And, and, and the software was still like super buggy, but like it was still an amazing experience. And it really like sold to me. VR is amazing. And um, yeah, no, I, I've always respected Valve and how they view things. I, I really like their stance on open platforms in general. And I, I like the fact that because they're not held back by like this concept of investors, they kind of do whatever the crap they want. <laughs> so, right, and because exactly. they're so, yeah, and because they're so silent, that makes the mystery of what they're working on more exciting for me to want to find out. And, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I've been doing VR stuff for just so long and, I've, and it's, I, I, I thank Valve pretty much for getting me into that. Can I just quickly say as well that when I first got into it, so this was even before I think I pre-ordered the HTC Vive. So there was you on YouTube with your Vive Pre, and then there was Tribal Instincts as well. I don't, right. I think he won a separate competition or maybe the same. I don't know if he was same in the same one. Yeah, yeah, he was in the same wow. one. 
So you two were sort of like my go-to streamers at that time. Um, just seeing all of this stuff, like the the budget cuts demo. This was even before I pre-ordered a, a Vive, um, like the month before or something. You were putting out all this content, and the amount of interest everybody was was watching. Everybody within around that time, it was huge numbers, and it was it was great. You were doing that. I'm pleased that people like you and Tribal Instincts were both creating content back then because it was absolutely fascinating to watch this stuff at such an early stage. Wow, that's crazy. So you've been mm -hmm. around for a long time, even longer than MRTV. You're one of the original Gs. Yeah, that's that's so cool. <laughs> that's so cool. So uh, um Bradley, are you still on the road to 100 k Yeah, i um I am. Subscribe to Bradley. He's on <laughs> yeah, the road. He deserves should, it and he should, should have been there a exactly. long time ago. Right. <laughs> I think that should be no problem for you now. And you you've also done some work with like doing um like like um, um content like levels for some some Valve games, right? Yeah, uh last Tell us year, a bit more about that. Yeah, yeah. I I I um because I was so inspired by Half-Life Alex. Um, well, actually, it wasn't even like I wasn't planning to make levels, but um, a group of people got together and they used this, the tools for the SteamVR Home, which is built on Source 2, and they they modded it to work with Half-Life Alex before the tools came out. And that was incredibly fascinating to me. So I started diving into those tools and messing around. Originally, when I was messing around with it, I was just like, that was it. I was just messing around. I didn't think I was going to do anything with it. But okay. as soon as I put the headset on in these little test environments I made, <laughs> I was like, this is amazing. Creating something, a, a world, and then like being immersing yourself in that world. And I literally spent like three months just learning all the tools and making like three different maps that I wanted to see in VR. Because it was just, again, every time I put on the headset and creating something that is like, poor, like really when you create something like that, it's like, putting a piece of you into the, the content. And it was just, I, I love doing it. And, that, and, and those maps were very, are very popular and I'm very happy because it was like the first time I ever did level design for anything. And it just, yeah, it's, it's, I'm so proud of those maps. Cool, very cool. And um, yeah, how does it how does it feel now these these weeks r right now for you like, with you like unearthing all this stuff and honestly like you you are the person right now in VR in my opinion like really respect for that like everybody's talking about um, what you found and you get lots of recognition for that and rightfully so so how how does it feel now after all these years? <laughs> um. I, I don't even know what to say about it, honestly. <laughs> okay. I, I, I okay. will say, like, I, I have been kind of covering this stuff for, like, like five months officially in videos. Okay. Um, but people have been, like, pushing back against everything I would cover. And they would be, and they Why? would, like, they just didn't believe, they just didn't believe me because I'm just one person, right? They're like, okay. oh, you're, 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 pro the stuff you're researching probably isn't true. But thanks oh. to Ars Technica that have, like, pretty okay. much clarified my claims and confirmed what I my research has been actually been worked on at Valve people are finally coming in and noticing me and saying oh this guy he said that all along is... yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. so wow, it's more like nice. I, I I am very happy that it's popular but it's more like finally I can talk about this with all without all this pushback that I've had right. for the past few months so people that's listen inspiring now yeah, yeah that's that's yeah. actually very inspiring that you <laughs> worked hard on basically convincing the suspicious audience that this one person <laughs> can do research better than hundreds of you. Yeah, exactly, like everyone. Thousands. 
<laughs> yeah. But, but tell us a bit more um, about how does it actually work? Like like finding those clues. Like mm -hmm. there must be like millions of lines of code. You know, actually, I also I'm like a technical person coming from that background, so it's like. It's crazy to look for some clues. How does it actually work? Do you really go line by line, and then you see something yeah. that that yeah yeah really right <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah really like that yeah oh no well it, it helps because um, what I also like to do is between every Steam VR update, I will keep a backup of all the files that they update, and I'll put it into a text uh, comparer. And then if there's any differences, I'll be able to notice it right away because, again, they change the code between the different versions. And if I find anything interesting, I can report on it. Mm -hmm. And um, But really, it all, it all stems back to the patents that I like to study because I've been studying patents and getting good at doing that. And then when I study the patents of what companies are probably working on, and then I start seeing strings in the files relating to the patents they're working on, I can start piecing right. the picture better. Right. And, yeah. Cool. That is cool, but it it's, it just sounds like it takes so long time to make this happen. So you are a very patient person, it seems. <laughs> I am incredibly patient. Um, yeah, okay. Like, it's like <laughs> I, 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 um, my videos are more research than actual production for sure. <laughs> nice. But okay. that's why people are following you, and that's exactly what they want to see in your channel. So you're doing great. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I, I love it that that this works out so well now, and that you're getting the recognition for that tedious work. That it must be. That I believe it must be. So now we want to understand more about your actual findings. So there are for sure some people listening to this podcast and who want to know now. Okay, what did he find out? <laughs> people who have not yet heard about what what actually did you find? So probably it would be amazing if you could tell the people out there who don't know yet what is Valve Deckard. So what is that headset that Valve might be working on according to your findings? So tell us a bit more about your findings. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Valve Deckard is Valve's next generation VR headset. They've been working on it for years. In fact, they pretty much were pre-producing this headset before, like even before the Index came out. So to get people... Wow fully aware of how um, future-proofed. Um, the lenses technology and, and the displays, I believe, as well, but especially the lens technology, Valve funded a company all the way back in 2018 so they can start working together with this company to build supply lines for ferrofocal lenses that I, I really believe we're going to see in um, the next VR headset. And the um, already? Yeah, I, I do okay. believe we'll see it in the Decker. Wow. Uh, all okay, all cool. the supply lines from this company between the partnership with Valve. Valve, Valve invested $10 million in this company. for So this is not like a small bit of money. This is a huge investment for them. And um, since last year, those lenses have been ready for full production. They have a full um, supply line to build those lenses since last year. And um, the company I also believe that is doing the the actual displays, um, they they their display technology is finally getting ready for mass production literally within these next couple months. Um, so basically all the specs that I believe will be in a Deckard. I, I, I should first say that I believe the Deckard is going to be a expensive headset, of course. Like they're, 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 they're still targeting the enthusiast here, okay. but they're trying to do some really interesting things. Uh, recently, I, I, after I found out the code name for Deckard, a couple of weeks ago, there was a leak for um, the Steam OS 3, which is what is the operating system that Valve made for the Steam Deck, the little handheld. And um, I, I got access to that 
that uh, operating system files. And uh, after I found out the code name, I started searching around those files and I found a file, <clears throat> excuse me, that literally, re that basically allows the Steam Deck to communicate with the Deckard so the Deckard can report oh all the thermals inside <laughs> okay. of the Deckard to cool. the Steam Deck. And from those thermals, I also figured out that Valve seems to be using a new custom Qualcomm chip inside of their uh, actual headset. And what I believe they're doing this for is to one, uh, have accessible Wi-Fi 6 streaming for PC VR. And two, they also want to do a lot of cool stuff with split rendering uh, between not just PCs, but I believe they want people to be able to plug into a Steam Deck or even later on a actual uh, compute unit based on x86 and Linux that they can strap to their head because okay, they wow. seem to be very interested in making an upgradable headset. Because down the line, Gabe Newell wants every headset to have brain-computer interfaces attached to the head okay, strap. Wow. So when that technology comes out and is actually ready, instead of actually selling a new headset, they can have this full ecosystem ready where okay. when those head straps come out, you can just slap it on and stuff like wow. that. Can I, can I ask a question as well? So, so at this point, what we're seeing here, because this is the point actually, what you, what you just mentioned there is the point in yesterday's stream where I was really interested in what you were saying. So you were talking about the, the ARM chip, which is basically going to be in the front of the headset and be responsible for, for certain functions, um, possibly to be wirelessly tethered to a, a PC and help with split rendering with that kind of stuff. Um, see, the, the thing what does it mean, split rendering? Sorry, sorry to interrupt you guys. Can you tell us what, what, what split rendering means? So basically, uh, Valve has patented a lot of stuff related to this. They want to alleviate a uh, load from a the main computer unit, like the PC, by doing some certain tasks. Like, like for right now, when you plug your index to a PC, your PC does everything. It does all the rendering for the controllers. It does all the computations for the tracking. It does everything. But Valve wants to have a headset that does like overlay the controllers and communicate stuff to the PC, um, do some just reproject reprojection and like motion smoothing on the headset itself, uh, calculate all the actual vectors that the eye tracking data for fovea rendering will do. And the, the PC and the, the, the SOC and the headset will be able to communicate each other and decide the load that each process does. Oh, wow, super interesting. Yeah, um, sorry to cut in Gary. <laughs> I just want to um, to make it more understandable because some people might not have followed like Bradley's stream, and therefore I think it's good like to to go like um, basically tell people what what everything means. But yeah, of course. Go yeah, no, definitely. Mm -hmm. So um, what I was going to say is because one of the I've been a little bit skeptical of the fact that a a standalone headset because in my opinion I've said that I'm probably repeating myself a little bit, but in my opinion Valve would want a a standalone headset at the bare minimum to run Half-Life Alex. okay, if they, if they could do that, if they could get a headset that would do that, be powerful enough to do that. So I've been a little bit skeptical on the standalone side. Everything else you, you mentioned, I can be fully on board with and I fully appreciate. The, the one thing that I will say is, so what you're saying is this separate like computation unit, so it's got like an x86 attachment possibly at some point in the future, which might be responsible for the standalone portion. So do you foresee that being, I mean, with all your research that you've done, do you see, see that being sort of in the, a bit further away, like a few years away perhaps, or is that? Yeah, I, I think Valve will release it when it's ready. And up until the point it's ready, I do think they might try to advertise the Steam Deck as a 
sort of lower tier compute unit that people can plug in if they don't have a actual PC. Because I believe, even though Valve is making an insanely um, high-tech headset, I do think they want to have the PC VR and the Steam ecosystem be built and improved upon. So by, like, I also believe that one day they might even make a, like, a Steam console again, like, like, instead of a handheld, like an actual console, because they're trying to build an ecosystem on Linux, make it open, and to make PC VR a lot more healthy, because, you know, it's not in a very healthy state right now. Um, yeah. 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 So, I mean, basically, all my <laughs> skepticism around this is just based around the fact that I don't, I personally just don't understand how they could get the processing power, the battery power, the thermals and things like that self-contained within a headset. But with all, with everything else that you say on this and that your stream yesterday, by the way, which everyone can go and watch, which I really encourage, was fascinating because you take it as through step by step and why it all makes sense and everything points to what you're saying being correct um and the the fact is i i agree with everything <laughs> i just don't i just don't get this standalone thing but it might it might no, be further yeah. off it might be further off that's all i'll, I'll say that's my that, that's what i that's why i think like like they literally don't have to do the x86 standalone stuff right away they can literally because again they they seem to be very interested in the idea that just like a PC is upgradable, they want to make VR headsets for PC VR upgradable in the future. So they can literally just re announce just the Deckard with the, the basic strap that has the Wi-Fi yeah. 6 and the Tether. And then months or years down the line, they can, when, when, when the hardware gets there, they can do what they want in that yeah. way. Yeah, that head strap thing, that's a really, uh, that was the point as well in yesterday's stream where i was really fascinated by that because that's the point where it sort of clicks you sort of understand them what they've got planned so they've got these interchangeable head straps which they will bring out various versions of this going forward um possibly with different kind of function functionality and in fact there was one on that stream yesterday Bradley, where you were saying uh, you don't even know what this one could possibly be it's mentioned in the in the <laughs> patents and it's interesting to to think about that stuff but yeah Okay, yeah, really. So, um, Bradley, do you have any ideas about timelines? So when do you think we could see that Deckard come out? I, based on what I believe the companies that are working on this, like the companies that Valve are working with for displays and optics, again, I think all the pieces are already being put into production. Wow. So my wow. belief, okay. I really do believe we might see an announcement from Valve within six months for this headset. Wow. So. That would be fantastic. That would be, be yeah. amazing. That would be really good. Because I, I believe they are still selling lots of the Index, even though it's now two years old, right? But it's still great hardware. However, it's tough to compete against the numbers that Facebook obviously sells with the Quest 2, right? Because it's so much cheaper. But it's still very interesting to think that um, Valve would still go for the high-end PC. So yeah. like this, it's still going to be for a niche market, right, Bradley? Yes. For us enthusiasts, I, for the crazy absolutely. ones. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely enthusiast stuff. But like, I do believe this is going to be, other than the fact that it's expensive, this will be the most frictionless headset on the market. Because again, um, I talked about how, how varifocal lens is most likely. If anyone wears glasses, you will be able to literally put in your prescription and the lenses will be able to adapt to That's amazing. your actual eyesight. Wow. That is amazing. Imagine, 
I know. Imagine how many people that want to be in VR but don't because they wear the glasses all the time and it's uncomfortable. Exactly. How many people are willing Ooh. to invest into that alone? A lot. And that's just like that's just one feature. Like they are doing some really cool stuff, and um, I think it's going to pay off for them. They're spending a lot of R and D on this product. Um, it's pretty clear they've been just investing a ton of money and if they are really using a qualcomm chip that's even another investment from valve right they're make they're they're partnering with qualcomm to make a custom soc for their headset um whereas the index people don't know this but a lot of the hardware inside the index is actually from 2017. so when okay. it came out in 2019 it was already two-year-old hardware you cannot do that in today's vr market there is so many competitors that are constantly innovating so hard we have Facebook constantly making newer headsets. We have Sony coming. We have Apple coming. I believe whatever Valve will release, they want to make it as future-proof as possible because there's just so much growth in the VR hardware scene right now. Right, right. Totally agreed. Yeah. Um, I wonder how yeah. Valve feels about our Bradley digging up all this stuff for <laughs> Good. us. Good. <laughs> I think... Uh, well, I, I honestly think they will not feel bad about it, right? Why? Why would they feel bad about it? It's, 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 it's exciting. Yeah. I think for for me, it's like fantastic to see somebody dig these kind of things up, and it's also not not bad for them, right? Because we'll we'll talk about it right now. So I I don't think they will feel bad about it. I think they can be happy so, about it, right? Or did, um, did you hear anything from them? Like, hey, well, <laughs> Bradley, don't do that kind of thing. They didn't do it in an obvious way because then every other YouTuber would be able to dig it out, but it takes Bradley yeah. to get it. So it's, I, I'm just curious if so, they expected this to happen. So I want to say a couple it. things on this topic, actually. Okay, yes. um, Valve has not contacted me since I leaked all this stuff. So no lawyers or anything. I think that's a good sign, first of all. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a fantastic all, sign. Congrats. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. You're illegal. But, um, actually, Valve has talked about in the past, like 2014, Robin Walker, who's like one of the main um, developers at Valve, he talked about how they purposely leave stuff in for their, their most dedicated fans to find wow. um, to on purpose. Not only to allow people in the community the most dedicated to get sort of a boost from like the social, like what like what happened to me, right? But also, um, when this stuff happens, they are they get they gauge interest without announcing anything from all their communities because when this stuff blows up, everyone starts talking about it. And Valve is watching all of this, right? They're watching and they're seeing people's opinions of what they think of all of this. Dance, my I don't. Puppets dance. They were just yeah, exactly. For someone to dig it up. Finally, someone I, found our like, treasure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I said, the first Deckard reference was all the way back in Steam VR of January of this year. They put that there since January. I bet you they couldn't believe how long it took them for some, <laughs> someone to find it. Like, honestly, like... Why they, would you read this, the firmware stuff? <laughs> I mean, yeah. It, but but they also gave a really obvious hint at the same time. Oh, really? They added okay. a folder to the directory called VR link. Like, okay. nothing yeah. existed. Like, no one questioned what this VR link folder. We knew it was just a simple file. It did not do anything. So they, they are putting little hints for people to find. I'm just very lucky that like like you guys said no one else really cared enough to actually go through all this stuff and everything. nobody was as patient as you were <laughs> yeah exactly i do i do wonder i do feel that maybe i found a little bit too much than they probably expected because again um i don't think they expected people to look through patents or court documents from a lawsuit to their lens developer company but you know mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah 
Wow, that is so that is so unbelievably interesting, and um, real life quest. Yeah, yeah really, life really, quest. really. It makes me think of you know the Ready Player One. Like Parcival was like finding all these clues, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. he was the only person yeah. who found oh, it. Oh man, who was the exactly. real dedication? That's no, just really. real life quest. Exactly, exactly. And you also found out more about the um, the hardware. Like you you said in the beginning of our talk that you know something about um, the display manufacturers, that they are basically ready. So um, could you tell us a bit more about this, the displays that they're going, most probably going to use? Do you know about the technology? Is it LCD? Is it OLED? What about yeah. the resolution? Do you have any, any kind of uh, insights that you could share so, with us right now? Yeah, for sure. So first of all, before I start talking about this, because people are very skeptical about my, my claims of why I choose this company. So I, I always like to explain how I come yeah, please. to Please, you have all the time so, in the world here. Yeah, yeah uh, in 2016, actually, uh, Valve patented a special display technology for micro OLED at resolutions of 2K by 2K or 4K by 4K. Later on, a couple years later, there would be this company called Imagine that, well, guess what they start making? The literally the same technology that Valve patented in 2016. And then okay. they start doing a lot of investor meetings, talking about how they met with tier one companies and they started working with a big tier one company for consumer VR uses. And they praise gaming as the biggest consumer VR use. So I start, you know, th th these aren't for investors, but anyone that's like following what Valve is doing and like patents wise and connects the pieces. At the same time, the lenses I was talking about they specifically uh, advertise that they work best with OLED, OLED panels. So I do believe they're going to use micro OLED panels. And this mm -hmm. display company called Imagine, they just finished their contract with this tier one company. It was like a multi-year um, R&D contract to build 4K by 4K per eye oh, wow. micro <laughs> OLED displays. Ooh, I really moly. do. I really do believe those are the displays we will see in the next headset. Oh my god, that would be so crazy! So micro OLED is is freaking amazing. Like for all the people who own the Unreal lights, they're using micro OLEDs, and it's like uh, just a thousand eighty p. But that already looks unbelievable because you, you can't see any pixels anymore, even at thousand eighty p. Right? But four K by four K with that kind of display technology. Wow, like and, and mind -blowing. What's also <laughs> special about Imagine's OLED micro displays, not only are they small, but also high res, they also figured out how to recreate the RGB stripe pattern in their oh, subpixels. Yes. Yeah. Oh God, that's it, it gets better and better. <laughs> that's that sounds so good. However, like for the for the micro OLED that so far have been used, always we didn't have like a huge FOV. But but, yeah. but probably then um, if they are probably they are bigger or what? Because I don't think yeah. that that Valve would want to have a want to go 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 down from the current FOV, right? I mean, they have a very nice index FOV right now. I don't think they want to go down from that. What are your thoughts about that, um, Bradley? So um, their 4K by 4K display is apparently about it's around 2.5 inches diagonal, which is a little bit larger than most micro OLED displays, but they're okay. still much much smaller than this. This is this is a four inch diagonal display that I ripped out of my HTC Vive, and this is usually mm -hmm. the same, same size. <laughs> just another but, Wednesday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. But, yeah. <laughs> but um, not just that, they also have a patent about how they're looking into actually, oh, how do I explain this? So let's say this is like the, uh, this is a headset, like the, the brick of the headset. 
normally displays are like this, right? They're just, they're just, they're like this. Well, Valve is thinking about maybe rotating this displays like this. So by doing that, instead of your horizontal being FOV being like this and this, they can rotate it and get more vertical and horizon, uh, horizontal FOV oh, wow. by doing it like this and rendering the image in a certain pattern uh, from the corner up. Um, also, the lenses that they're using, again, these are very high technical lenses. And that's kind of the big problem. Uh, VR, I've been actually been talking to a lot of people in the industry about micro OLED because a lot of people like my videos in the industry and they'll just start, they'll start <laughs> phone calling me and we'll start talking together about stuff. And they've been telling me how they agree with me that micro uh, OLED displays are the near future of VR. And we start talking about the only reason that it's now kicking in for VR is because the lens technology is finally caught up to the point where we can actually magnify the images from these small displays to the point okay. where they're actually usable. Um, and we even, like I said, I just did a video about what I believe that uh, Oculus is working on multiple tiers of headsets because mm -hmm. in their uh, deep in their kernel files, they everyone's talking about C cliff, which is like, people have been saying it's the pro, but I think it's like the plus, but there's okay. another uh, headset codenamed C bright. And with that headset, they are using micro OLED displays at about uh, wow. 3000 by 2800 per eye. So Facebook's looking into using micro OLED. Sony is using OLED of some sort. I believe they're also right. using micro OLED personally. And it makes sense for Valve to also switch to this. And Apple also actually supposedly using micro OLED. So it makes sense. It makes sense to go into this direction. Talking about lenses. So um, as you probably have seen on my channel, and I think you also have tried it, the, the Vario headsets, they have these nice aspheric lenses. I, I love them <laughs> because you don't have this, you don't have this kind of um, yeah, god rays and stuff, right? So uh, what are your thoughts? Do you believe they are working on aspheric lenses as well or do they stick to the, to the Fresnel lenses? I, so um, the, the company Imagine Optics, which is the company that Valve has funded to make verifiable optics, um, they don't publish too many ex details about okay. how their lenses are. They give the base details, but I um, I got access to a paywalled uh, presentation from them to mm -hmm. show off their lenses and working in real time. And there's no there's no Fresnel rings okay. at all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, what th what they basically are for anyone who wants to know is uh, the way they do verifocal is they have uh, they're actually pancake lenses. So they have stacks of liquid crystal polarizers between each of those, the very thin lenses. And what the headset will do, um, it will receive depth from an open XR extension and the lenses will activate uh, the layers th like through electric, uh, electric photons. And then um, that is what will <laughs> oh change my God. the depth for your this, eyes. Oh my God, I love it. Yeah, the, you Magic. Know that, <laughs> yeah, you know that technology, Brody. Do you remember from a few years ago, it, one of the connects i think a brush said that they had a very similar kind of thing as well is that right yeah mm -hmm. so it's yeah. it's the same thing basically for the, for the pretty much cool. yeah and you know what's cool about that prototype they were using they were what using an old micro oled display from imagine which is again the company oh. i believe is working with Valve. <laughs> all makes wow. sense i mean it all there fits you go. like if you He's the Columbo. He's the Columbo. He he, yeah. <laughs> he works it all out. <laughs> no, really. It does. I tell you what, though. <laughs> really? When when, when you watch his stream, when you watch his stream from yesterday, the way you took it is through it there, Bradley. I've got to say. I mean, when when it got to that point where you were sort of talking about these head straps, and everybody in chat was just basically, it was just a long stream of saying, "It makes sense. It makes sense." <laughs> 
Wow, I, I have to watch it. I haven't watched it. Uh, yeah, I will totally watch it. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, wow. So um, you mentioned that you believe it's not going to be a cheap headset. It makes sense, right? It's for the PC VR crowd. It's for the enthusiast crowd. Enthusiasts are willing to pay like $999 for the index full, full set. And you know what? I, I think it makes sense. It's not so expensive for what you get for the index, right? I mean, people buy 1,500 euro iPhones, and I will also do that for my wife. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but then people complain about $999 Valve index full sets. So mm -hmm. I, I personally don't think it's, it's too expensive. But still, of course, for the mass market, it is going to be very expensive, especially since you still need that PC, right, Bradley? You still need the PC in order to to send the Steam VR content to that yes. device. So um, I've seen in I've seen in chat like lots of people are asking, do you have any price prediction other than expensive? <laughs> I don't want to. I I feel like price is one of the the one things I don't want to say because okay. that like. I, I can give a lot of research and give like what I think will happen, but if I tell people a price, they might get their hopes up, and I I do that's right. that's that's like a scary territory. You're right. You're, you're, you're right. You're including economics of people, so I I don't yes. know. I yes, just think yes. expensive um, around index at least. You can okay. include a range though. <laughs> I don't wanna. Yeah. <laughs> it's too scary. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> but but well, that that makes sense, right? Around index. You, that actually, I think that would be like a great price. I would uh, like, yeah, obviously, I would be very happy to pay like five hundred dollars for the headset only. I think that would be fantastic if it really had all the stuff. It I, I want to say cheap. one more thing. Yeah, um, sure. They're using. They've been working on a markerless inside-out tracking system, as well for the next uh, headset. So if you think about it this way, um, if they perfected it and they release this headset, they could only they, they could release it with just the HMD and controllers. And not the base stations, so that can cut down costs. You're right. Um, which which is what like the base stations are like they add like two hundred fifty dollars for two of them, I believe, for the set. So if you minus yeah. that, they can re they can make just the headset and controller a thousand dollars for all the crap they're packing in because they're not including base stations anymore. So yeah, that makes sense, and I think the enthusiasts will all pick it up. All yeah. really like everyone who has. The Valve Index, they will want to have that. It makes sense. So, in, 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 therefore, you don't actually—they don't actually need to to make it as cheap as Quest because they're not competing against that, right? It's a totally yes. different like like group. But mm. do you believe it might be like um, a mistake not to try to get to the cheaper markets, like to the Quest people, or do you think it makes sense because the Quest people, the cheaper people, the, no, the normal, not the cheaper people, the normal people, <laughs> they will still use the Quest to to buy games on Steam anyways, right? Yeah. Is it that? Yeah, right. Well, I, I think we've seen, uh, I, I want to add a couple things on that. Well, first of all, we were complaining about how the index is expensive. But even though it's expensive, people are still buying it. And it's like still what the, the the second most used headset on Steam, despite the price, which is insane to me, um, honestly. But also, a lot of people are buying Quest Twos just to use it for PC VR. And I see right. tons of people always yeah. saying like they want something a little bit better for PC VR, but they don't want an index because it's old or whatever and it has a wire. <laughs> right. So um, I think there's a lot of value for Valve to do this, and also. We're, it's at a great time too for Valve to start doing this because for the biggest issue with PC VR is it's been 
a very difficult for developers to uh, implement any games that work on Quest for PC. But as OpenXR is becoming very big right now, it'll be a lot easier for companies, especially if they do start doing some more interesting things, such as allowing a Steam Deck to work together with a new headset um, to make PC VR more affordable. Um, and with OpenXR to be able to easily port games from Quest Focus to PC VR Focus, I don't, I, 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 I think it's okay, honestly. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. It really makes sense because why would they want to um, compete with this race down like with with Facebook, right? They're doing it already, so they want to do something new, something amazing because they don't have what you said just now. They don't have to talk with investors. They just do what they want, and they just want to, yeah, they want to give us what we want. Better VR, like more amazing yeah. VR with very focal lenses and all the good stuff. I do, so, I do, I do think yep. as well on that point is that they will will make it as cheap as they can make it, make yeah, right. it available. Because from what we've seen from the Steam Deck, even anybody that's seen that Gabe Newell interview where he's talking about price, he's, he's almost begrudging at how cheap they they got that down. Um, but <laughs> that, I mean, it's a great price for the Steam Deck, I, I believe, and I think he'll they'll that Valve will try to do the same thing, at least for a VR headset. And if it's got all of these specs, it's going to be expensive and people, and, and they're not, they're not aiming at the same thing as the quest anyway. So, yeah. 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 Right. Makes sense. So with all that excitement about the hardware, of course, we also want to know, or we, we would, we're also interested if you have any kind of insights or if you found anything in any code <laughs> about some, some software, some, some, some next Half-Life Alex or anything, because they, obviously they yeah. were also working on some, on some uh, games, right? So there, there must be content with it. So um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to mention a few things, but first, before I, I say these things, I want to yeah, premise please. things that this might seem shocking to people, but I am very interested in hardware a lot more than software for VR. So okay. I actually don't yeah. spend that much Here time. Too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That being said, um, there was, I, 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 I've been talking to Tyler McVicker. If you don't know who he is, he's yep. been covering Valve software for a while. And uh, he talked about how Valve at one point actually had a version of Half-Life Alex working on a standalone headset um, okay. in an office. So if they ever did release a uh, like a x86 standalone uh, a port for the um, the Deckard, that you 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 would guarantee that there would be a ported version of Half-Life Alex for that. Makes sense. But without that, there's been two projects he was talking about. Um, I don't know too much about them, but one of them is called Citadel, which is yeah. a mix between uh, a non-VR game and a VR game. And it makes a lot of sense why they might be doing this because, again, if they're releasing Steam Deck, which is a non-VR device, and then they're releasing Deckard, they can release this one title that pretty much fuses oh, both of their ecosystems beautiful. together. Exactly. Yeah. Ooh, wow, that's um, beautiful. I, I don't know much about it. Again, this is just stuff that he's yeah. told me about, but um, that's that's far as I know. It's, so it they are, they so are still sense. working on games, yeah. Okay, okay. But yeah, think about it. Like the, 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 Steam, the Steam Deck comes out and then um, soon afterwards the Deckard and then boom, then, then they have the Citadel where both yeah. can play together and every single one <laughs> would want to have 
either the headset or the Steam Deck. <laughs> it, it, it all makes, makes sense. Like, it, all, no, it really, sense. really, 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 you, wow, you're so convincing, Bradley. I love it. <laughs> like, it makes so much sense. And making me feel so much better for pre-ordering that Steam Deck. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> Taking yeah. the leap of but, faith. We didn't know anything at the time. Mm-hmm. We were just but, living I mean, in hopes. Right. Uh, but I never felt, ba- felt bad about pre-ordering the Steam Deck. I, I think it's a fantastic idea. Fantastic. Yeah, I do as well. About the Steam Deck, you're, I don't know if you've been watching Twitter, but you feel it's kind of weird that a lot of VR-only focused developers are getting Steam Decks sent to them ah, from Valve. Yeah, Cloudhead mm. Games, right? Cloudhead, yeah. Yeah, isn't yeah it? you're right. And, and Cloudhead Games, I don't, I don't want no one bother Denny, please, after I say this. But <laughs> Cloudhead Games has a huge history of working together with Valve and, and getting super early prototypes from them. Ah, okay. It would not surprise me at all if they have a Decker prototype in in their office and they're they got the deck to work together with it to optimize for their games all right all right the heat is on let's let's ask them now <laughs> no <laughs> no sorry man. just kidding, it was buddy. um do you remember i tell you talking about detective work when uh, the index was sort of just rumored at a time when the index was just rumored i think it was cloudhead had this uh, photo and there was like this hardly anything, just this faint outline that people did this yeah. detective work and, and analyzed this photo where in the distance it just had this very faint outline of one corner of the index and said it all matches perfectly with these other images that, that eventually came out of the index. I mean, some people just won't give up on this stuff. It was <laughs> fascinating. Right, exactly. So, yeah, so there are some people are in the know <laughs> out there. And um, Bradley is for sure going to f- get you, <laughs> find you, find out everything about it. That's so cool. <laughs> wow, I, I'm I'm super excited right now. I'm super excited to to hear all that stuff, Bradley, from you. And thanks so much for filling us in about it. Like, if you weren't on the show, I could never like re- reproduce all the stuff that you said in your in your stream and and that I read from the articles. So that is so fantastic. And honestly. <laughs> you are giving us so much hope for VR because right now, like my feeling, and I'm sure the feeling of so many other people out there is that Facebook is just dominating. They are just so aggressively taking the whole market Mm -hmm. and like forcing us to do things that we don't want to do and like without any hope of any other, like other player, like being able to compete. But the things that you bring out to the table now are so exciting and they're actually showing us, no, PC VR is not dead and there's so much exciting stuff. And this is actually a player that could compete against that Facebook monopoly. Right, Sadly? Uh, Bra- uh, not sadly. Bradley? <laughs> <laughs> right, Bradley? No. I, yeah, are, are these I, your thoughts as well? or? Absolutely. Like I, I, I feel like a lot of the community has been talking about uh, the health of PC VR. So I've been trying to find ways without just saying, oh, this is the current state of PCR. I, w- I want to make people excited for the near future state of PCR because that's what gets people hopeful again. So. Exactly. Those of you who just joined, this was not planned. No, this was, so was spontaneous. Kind enough to I love join it. us. We're so happy to have you here because <laughs> this is some exclusive content here. I, this is fascinating. I'm just sitting here absorbing everything. Yeah, me too. Me too. So, yeah, um, we have already reached the two hours mark where we normally stop. But if anyone in the audience and chat still has some last burning questions for 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 Bradley, I just saw one question. Desitronic asked uh, Bradley, do you like spaghetti? 
I love spaghetti. It's like my second favorite food of all the foods. Yeah. What is your first one then? <laughs> oh. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I actually said second favorite because I don't want. I don't want to be so dedicated to something. No but spaghetti. Spaghetti is good. Yeah. Spaghetti is good. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so if you have any last questions for um, for Bradley, you can ask them now. Of course, also Tatiana and Gary, if you still have some some burning questions. Oh, this. What is? Do you think a wireless adapter for Index will come out? Yeah, probably no, not anymore, right? Really? Doesn't I, make sense. I think there. I think. Uh, I, I didn't touch on this in the stream, but I touched on yeah. my stream. But I believe one of the head strap designs for the Deckard is for a Y gig two uh, adapter. I do not think okay. they're going to make a Y gig two adapter for Index one. So. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Any more questions? What are the specs of the Deckard? Yeah, we've talked about it the whole, <laughs> the whole stream. <laughs> so please rewatch it, dear Mancha King. And okay. oh, Gigodan's here. <laughs> Hi, perfect. Hey. Let me let me just uh, show that. Yeah, Gigodan, the the programmer of uh, virtual desktop. Great work finding all this information, Brad. Just wanted to point out that some of those feature solutions might just be internal prototypes that won't make it to the final product. Yeah. Right, could be, right? Could be. I, we can dream. I, I, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, but we can I, dream, I, exactly. This is why I, li I like to do, when I do, when I do talk about this, I like to literally come to why I came to that conclusion from my right. research. Because if I, if, I just say, if I just make a video listing the specs, that's, you know, not reliable but if i even if i'm wrong about some of this stuff at least people can see why i came to those conclusions and you know be a little more if i'm wrong you know don't don't yeah. hurt me <laughs> that <laughs> makes sense your, your thinking yeah. process is transparent with everyone and anyone can challenge you but not many yeah. seem to <laughs> yeah exactly or probably they did challenge you before but now yeah. you got way more credibility also thanks to ours technica so everything's coming together very well it's amazing so um how about ar pass-through yon asked do you think there's going to be cameras that will have some kind of like a ar vr pass-through i did talk about that a little bit in my streams um I really need to make chapters so people can go to that. But like, <laughs> you need to do that for sure. Yeah, I really need to do that. Um, but like, yeah, they they they've been working with a company to do some really cool um, AR pass through stuff. And also, their their new tracking system uh, it actually uses a combination of two different tracking systems. Actually, oh, yeah. for talk about this one a moment exactly. Yeah. So, um, what I believe so. First, let me just say the reason I believe that they're using this tracking system is there was a debug option recently added to SteamVR called a dual tracking mode. And in the patents, they talked about this idea where they use a plurality of different sensors, both camera tracking, like normal IR camera, and photodiodes with light emitters uh, emitted from the headset and controllers. And combine that, they can get to refresh rates for tracking of up to 1,000 to 2,000 hertz for tracking. Um, but yeah, uh, there, there's a company called Arcturus Industries who Valve has worked with in the past for RoomView 3D. And they recently did a uh, video showing off a lot of their work that they've been working on since then. And it's a lot of the same stuff that I believe they were they were talking about in some of these Valve patents. So yeah, but they also talk about AR pass-through as well, um, getting actual depth data from their stereo cameras and using that for an actual usable pass-through AR. So I do believe the, the Deckard will have some sort of um, pass-through. Okay. Okay, cool. And um, yeah, for, for the for the tracking, you mentioned also before, 
it's supposed to be um, um, as good as the lighthouse tracking, but you don't need the base station anymore, right? So basically, you are a base station, <laughs> yeah. and uh, and uh, and then um, the controllers will pick that signal up, the laser signal, right? Actually, yeah. that's interesting because something very similar has leaked for the Quest Pro. So probably they they could have. They could have a very similar system. Yeah. Would you believe that that's going to happen? That the Quest Pro or whatever it is, it's going to have that as well. Yeah, I absolutely do believe that people are going to be like. I mean, I I think uh, tracking data is very important. One reason tracking data seems to be very important to Valve is because uh, the higher the refresh rate tracking data they can get, and the more reliable it is, the better they can do um, stuff called pre predictive rendering with machine learning, okay. so they can re render frames in advance because they can kind of. From the high refresh rate motion data of your head and most of your head, um, they can figure out where you're gonna, your head's going to be in like the next few milliseconds and then start rendering right. that frame in advance. Um, and I, I think I think this is uh, the way the industry is going in general because I there is a lot of, as resolutions and everything gets higher, we need stuff such as eye tracking for foveate rendering, this predictive rendering with machine learning, the split rendering features, and upscaling with AI possibly in the future. I think all of these things need to happen for vr otherwise vr hardware will be forced to stagnate mm -hmm. okay so. yeah that makes sense yeah okay i think we have found out so much today thanks to bradley for for like joining us joining us like so spontaneously so thank you so much bradley for making this happen i think it's amazing and um yeah i think all your findings are so cool giving us hope <laughs> that we're going to get what we want even higher spec vr even better vr and valve like being the one company probably next to sony who can challenge facebook in their ways that they that they're using for vr right now so that is amazing thank you bradley i think everybody's very happy thanks so much for coming onto the show yeah, perfect you. absolutely yeah. <laughs> so cool thank so you. cool so spontaneously i'm so happy now so yeah <laughs> th that's it for um season two episode 10 of the next dimension podcast i really hope that you enjoyed it i, I probably i'm sure that you did it was such a cool show and if you did give it a thumbs up right now and also, please do subscribe to Sadly It's Bradley, getting him to 100,000 subscribers. That would be amazing. <laughs> then, of course, also please subscribe to Disco VR and Immer Immersed Robot. All the links down in the description. The, the channels of Tatiana and Gary both are freaking amazing. And if you have not yet subscribed to MRTV, you should totally also do that right now. And uh, yeah, also... If you enjoy this podcast in general, please um, share this video, share this episode with your friends and get out your iPhone or iPad, open the podcast app and find the Next Dimension podcast and give us a five-star review if you enjoyed it. That's the best way to say thank you and to have more people find this podcast where we have amazing surprise guests like Bradley, for example. All right, that's it for today's episode. And we're looking forward to see you all in the next episode. Until then, bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.